What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Giving you the real from A to Z. Surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go! Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. We streaming live on YouTube. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! Hey, man, we made it. We done made it to Friday. If it's Friday, that means it's Fan Friday. And I got a jam-packed show for y'all. I might have I packed this show show a little too well in the c block of the show i do want to talk to y'all i want to hear y'all's thoughts about potential trade scenarios so y'all trade thoughts let me know you can call into the show obviously and let me know uh i did ask the question in the community so i'll be reading some of y'all answers there and to round up the cowboys did work out a few players we'll briefly touch on that and it is friday which means it's my hattie b's hot take of the week, and I got a spicy one. I think I got a spicy one for y'all. Um, so we'll talk about that. And coming out of the hot take, we're we're going to do the trivia. So that means we're still giving away a fifty dollars Hattie B's gift card. So we'll do a trivia again this week, and that'll lead us to inside the numbers. Man, we we got a show today. We got one. What's up, Bomb Squad? How y'all doing on this Friday morning? Some of y'all just got paid Friday night. And, uh, you know, you want to enjoy the weekend. Don't do nothing too, too crazy. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, we do have, where's my, where's the button? Where's the button? Later tonight. It ain't no thing to do my thing. It's what I did the best. Yes, I cop that crib I'm and my two chains. I ain't going to lie to you, man. I, I miss kicking it with my guys on the round table. Uh, I believe eight p.m. Central will be live later tonight uh, doing Talking Cowboys into the bye week. No game this week, so there is no uh, roundtable jinx. So it's the perfect time to get the, the roundtable popping. If you are new here, you don't know what the roundtable is. You got Law Nation, Vosh Lombardi, Foots the King, Okoye Media, and your boy Skywalker still all coming together collectively to talk Cowboys cut up and just have a good time, man. So jam-packed Friday morning show, jam-packed Friday in content in general, and I'm very, very excited for it, man. Straight up. All right, look, we got a lot to get into, and again, uh, we're going to get the phones probably a little bit later, but you can call in 351-999-3787, but we got a lot to talk about. So, hey, Rolo, you wild. Let's let's get into this thing. Rolo threw me off. Time. 
it's time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Let me talk to you. Could you imagine? Straight. No, never mind. I don't do that. All right, Cowboys worked out eight players at four different positions. Uh, And this is from Todd Archer, and this was on Wednesday. So the bye week, apparently, this is what they do. Let me know if you've heard of these players. Guard, Chris Glasser. Guard, Adam Pankey. (laughs) That's wild. Guard, Lechavia Simmons. Tackle, Badara. Nope. Linebacker, Buddy Johnson. Linebacker, Davion Taylor, tight end EJ Jenkins, and tight end Eric Saubert. Is that is that how we? I'm going to just say that. Who in the blue hell are you? With all due respect to these gentlemen, I don't know any of them. <laughs> not, not that, it, you know, I'm the end all be all, but yeah, I don't, I don't know who these guys are. Now, you look here, you see guard, 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 tackle. Well, maybe they're looking for some help on the practice squad at the offensive line position, given a lot of their guys been nicked up. But I like the depth of that O-line, so maybe this is just them doing their due diligence. Tight end is interesting, though. And that's a conversation maybe we could, we'll, we'll have tonight. But aside from Jake Ferguson, your backup tight ends are giving you nothing. Now, that doesn't mean these guys are going to come in. Uh, they're not better than the guys you have on the, on the roster. You just need to get better production from them. Um, but... Maybe because of the injuries, one to uh, Peyton Hendershot, they're looking to bring in a guy, uh, you know, on the roster for the practice squad. But nonetheless, I don't really think there's much to make of it. However, it is Cowboys news, and I wanted to let you guys know they did work out eight players at four different positions. Is that a tell that they might be looking to make a move or two during the bye week in regards for a trade? And not necessarily just the bye week, but all the way up to the trade deadline. Maybe. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it a little bit later and uh, get your thoughts. There was some names. And here's the thing. Because it's Fan Friday, I'm going to go ahead and entertain all the crazy names that you guys have thrown out to me over the last week. I entertain it, man. It's Friday. We chilling. We having a good time. No game coming up. We'll talk about it. Trust and believe me. We will. But before we do that, Right out the gate, let's jump into my Hattie B's hot take. It's Friday. I got the shirt on. We ain't worried about the chickens clucking in the back and, you know, them banging at the door and the window. If you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, then you weren't there when we were doing the shows at Hattie B's down in Deep Ellum. But they got all that fixed, nonetheless. My hot take of the week revolves around the wide receiver position. Michael Gallup, right? He struggled. And given his struggles, I do think that Jalen Tober will get more opportunities. I think at some point, he'll get some more opportunities. And with said opportunities, I believe, don't kill me, Cowboys Nation, that Jalen Tober will have a Miles Austin-like performance moment, whatever you want to call it, after the bye week. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So 2009, let's go back a little bit. Miles Austin 
Not much going on in the young man's career. He had five receptions, relatively quiet, leading up to that famous Chiefs game. Then all of a sudden, he won dummy. 250 yards, two touchdowns, and that gave Tony Romo all the trust he needed to keep going. Now, right now, Jalen Tobert sits at seven receptions on the season, but the team is trusting him a little bit more on the field from a snap standpoint, right? He's got 150 snaps already, almost double what he had all of last season. And the reason why I bring up the trust factor, and I'm not saying he's going to have 250 yards and two tutties, but he's going to have a Miles Austin-like moment. That's where I'm going with it. But the reason why I bring up trust, trust is very important for quarterbacks, right? Uh, it's not like Miles Austin gained Tony's trust right away. It took that game to get it. And then all of a sudden, that was his guy the rest of the way. But it's clear that Dak Prescott trust Michael Gallup. After the first two weeks, he had four targets. The last four weeks, he has 38 targets on the season, which now makes him the second most targeted player on the roster. He's not doing a lot with those targets, but he is the second most targeted player on the roster. And we've had this conversation before, Cowboys Nation, but I truly do believe this. I think there is more versatility in Jalen Tolbert's game than there is for Miles, Miles Austin, for Michael Gallup. I think he can line up out wide. He can line up in the slot. He's, he's like 34, 35% in the slot and about 64% out wide. And when you look at Michael Gallup right now, he's 94% of the time he's lining up out wide and he's really not doing a whole lot of motion with it. Whereas a guy like Jalen Tobert, we know if you put him out wide, he can motion in. We've seen him do it. We know if you put him in a slot, he can motion out. Or he can play in line, right? Play action, leak out, get you a pass, and get some yak afterwards. Then you got to think about C.D. Lamb and Brandon Cooks. If Tobert is given the opportunity, you can just look at these plays right here. But in general, C.D. Lamb and Brandon Cooks are going to be taking majority of the coverage. And I think he has the speed, the quickness, the toughness. And now I think being comfortable in the offense to have a Miles Austin-like game. I'm very heavy on the like, though. I'm very heavy on the like because I'm not expecting too fitty. But it would not shock me if Jalen Tober just pops up somewhere with a 100-yard game and a touchdown because of the attention Lamb is going to get, because of the, because of the attention Cooks is going to get, and because I just think he's a, he's a more physically complete wide receiver than Michael Gallup. And if you are going to give Gallup all of those targets, at some point, I truly do believe, Tobert will be put in that position, whether it be because of play, whether it be because somebody got banged up. And I think he'll take advantage of that. So that is my Hattie B's hot take of the week. Jalen Tober will be given an opportunity after the bye. And with that opportunity, I do believe he will have a Miles Austin-like moment. And let's remember, in closing here, Michael Gallup in camp told us Jalen Tobert was ready. 
What can you tell us about uh, Tolbert getting, uh, you know, in more going this year and year two? And then Turpin, we're seeing more highlights out there from yeah. Turpin. Are these guys going to show up on Sundays for you? Oh, easily, easily. Uh, Tolbert, Tolbert's came a long way. Last year, I mean, it was just, you know, we kind of threw him in there. Yeah. He was just a little bit, you know, shaking a little bit. But now it's just like he knows the whole offense from front to back. Uh, he can play any position he wants to. And he's a daggum good athlete. Um, so, I need to watch out for my job, to be honest. He's coming. He <laughs> <laughs> hell. <laughs> I said it back in camp. I said, he laughing. <laughs> okay, Gallup. But, no, I, I do think he, he truly does uh, enjoy seeing Tobert grow. And, and I think we've seen that growth translate onto the field. And, and maybe not from a production standpoint, although when he was targeted a couple times a game, he, he's come through. But – just by the sheer number of snaps. So I, I 100% believe Tober uh, will be able to take advantage of it. To the tune of 250? Eh, we'll see. But that's my Heidi B's hot take. No conversation about the best Nashville-style hot chicken is complete without a serious mention of Hattie B's hot chicken. Founded in Midtown Nashville in 2012, they renowned nationally for its authentic Nashville Hot Chicken, the fast, casual eatery, has a new location in Deep Ellum, downtown Dallas, that serves up hot chicken with varying levels of heat, from southern, mild, medium, and hot to damn hot in the Daredevil's Dream. Shut the cluck up. So make sure you guys head on down to Deep Ellum, or you can go right online, hattiebee.com, sign up, use A to Z Sports Dallas, and you can get a delivery. Or you can pick it up. Or you can take your $50 gift card down to Hattie B's and use that. Well, how do I get the gift card, Scott? Well, you got to win the trivia question. So here we're going to do. Here's what we are going to do. Let me go over here. Find my wheel. Get these names ready. Pull up my clock. Boom, boom. Reset. Now, last week, I gave y'all 30 seconds for this question. Not happening this week. This week, I'm going to give y'all about 15 seconds. And here's why. Because this answer can be Googled, and I don't like, I don't want y'all to be cheating. And then now I've got about 100 people I got to put in this name list. So, here's how you win. I will ask this question. I actually will put it in the chat so you guys can see it as well. And then... You'll have 15 seconds to answer. Also, this answer is a little bit easier to just throw out there as opposed to last week. And I will take those names who got it correctly, whether it be two, three, four, five, ten. And I will put them in our Wheel of Fortune spinny wheel thing. And whoever it lands on will win the $50 gift card. If there's only one correct answer, that person wins the $50 gift card. So, are y'all ready? Bear wants it to be 10 seconds. <laughs> it might have to be. But I'm, I'll give y'all 15. I'll give y'all 15. Did I copy that? Let me see. Boom, boom. Bada bing. Here we go. Ready? Where does Dak Prescott currently rank in yards after catch? Ten seconds. Five seconds. Three, two, one. We ain't got enough answers. Oh, we do. Stop. 
Staying Toxic Splendor Poppy. That's the last one I saw. Staying Toxic Splendor Poppy was the last one I saw. So I gotta be fair, okay? So I'm gonna start from I'm gonna start from there and roll up. Seventh, Spock says seventh, Alex fourth, Inc. ninth, Paul sixth, HTM thirtieth, Lost one, Anthony two, Kevin six, Bands three, Swain third, Rolo last. Okay, I'm gonna extend that. I can't extend it though, cause it's not fair. No one got the answer right. And as I'm scrolling, no one. Okay, now now I see a few right answers. So I think I, I think I might have stumped y'all a little bit too hard on that one. No one got the answer right from that 15 second. And, and look, I'm, I was trying to be fair. I didn't want to go 30 seconds because you guys can Google that and, it, and you know, and, and it'll be too easy. So I went 15 and no one got it correct. So therefore, I can't give away a gift card right now. Can't do it. So here's what we're going to do. Maybe I will come back a little bit later and think of something as we move forward. But not at this second. I'll think about something possibly later. But no one got the answer right. Y'all were very, very close, though. Dak Prescott ranks eighth in the league in yards after catch and here is why i wanted to talk about this because when we go we're going to go inside the numbers on dak prescott by the way in the top 10 include tua mahomes burrow golf and allen guys that are compared plenty to dak aside from Mahomes, and dak is in the top 10 with those gentlemen so i want to go inside the numbers because i, I think this will kind of give us some clarity on the offense and give us some clarity on your quarterback, Dak Prescott, that a lot of people got messed up, I think. So here we go. We got to understand that the West Coast offense that we, we've been told, what we know about it, requires precision. And I think Dak has been that. Contrary to popular belief, if you remember a couple calls this past week, he can't do XYZ. Dak Prescott is first. An on-target throw percentage in the National Football League. What? No way you lying. Nope. I am not. He's number one at 84.4%. Bad throw percentage. He ranks second best with only 10.2%. Well, what does that mean? Bad throw basically means the cash, the cash, the catch was not possible. The attempt was not possible. The target was not possible to catch. On target means it was a catchable ball. And he ranks number one in the NFL. Huh. But I was told. Never mind. Let's keep it moving. Fifth overall in completion percentage at 69.5. I believe that would be a career high if he finished right now. And there it is, y'all. Yards after catch, he ranks eighth. And yards after catch per completion, tenth. Now, why do I bring that one specifically up? If you guys remember in the offseason, we talked about the Cowboys over the years lacking in yards after catch last year dallas ranked 29th i believe i'm sorry 29th in yards after catch per completion dak prescott did the cowboys overall when you include cooper rush were bottom third in the nfl in total yards after catch look where that ranking is at right now eighth and tenth that's with 
the drop percentage being the third most drops in the NFL and number one in drop percentage. So there are some things the Cowboys have to clean up from a receiver standpoint, but your quarterback has been pretty damn accurate. And then you can go even further and look at EPA per drop back in third downs and things like that. Dak Prescott has been pretty accurate this season, and that might be an understatement. And again, contrary to popular belief. But on the flip side, when you look at the air yards for the Cowboys this year, where things are way down compared to last year, 27th in air yards per attempt. Last year, they were 10th. Completed air yards per attempt, 23rd. Last year, it was 6th. Now, why am I showing y'all this? I show y'all this because I want to illustrate, in my opinion, I guess, but the numbers will back it up. The lack of the vertical game is a product of your system, not your quarterback. Now, repeat, the lack of the vertical game is a product of the system and not your quarterback. Now, you go back and look at this game against the Chargers, You'll say, oh, well, there was more intermediate or more deep shots. Sure. If you go back and you look at last year, clearly there was more intermediate and deep shots because that's what the game plan called for. And here's the thing about Dak Prescott, man. He has proven throughout his career that he will work within the offense you want and normally will do well in it. But if you don't got a solid plan or a solid counter, I do think it's fair to say, hey, he's not going to be a guy that's going to constantly and continually just keep bailing you out, especially when you're going up against a an elite defense or a top-ranked defense. Now, he does that in spurts throughout the season and throughout games or whatnot, but that's not something you truly want to lean on game in, game out. Not many quarterbacks you even want to do that with, period, but I would, I would be fair and say he's probably not one. But whether it be Scott Linehan, whether it be Kellen Moore, or whether it be Mike McCarthy, Dak has shown to be able to handle the scheme and maneuver within it productively. When you see that 27th from 10th, 23rd from 6th, and you go to the to the yards after catch and you're bottom third and now you're top 10, those are numbers that tell you you have a quarterback that can handle whatever scheme you throw at him and work within it. Now, where do we all want to see him be better at and do more of? Throw the damn ball away. He only has four throwaways on the season that would rank bottom third in the league. Uh, that's just been something he he just has never done throughout his career. Uh, would like for him to throw the ball away a little bit more here. And scramble. He only has seven of those on the season. But this is why the scramble part is a little frustrating because when he does scramble, He's top 10 in the league in yards per scramble. And last week, I think you saw him be able to scramble, get yards, scramble, and make plays because I feel like the spacing was better in that Chargers game due to the concepts, right? We weren't all three-yard slant. Like it, it was a completely different game than it was against the 49ers completely from a passing game standpoint, from a PCP standpoint, play calling purpose. You have more solid concepts, I think, intermediately and deep. 
You had better spacing. You had different routes on different sides of the field as opposed to double slants on both sides or mirror routes on both sides or everything is short, short, short. Or everything was either a seam route, deep, go route on the outside. There was more nuance to what McCarthy was doing. And that's something we had talked about when we looked at the film in our sky optics. So I think if they continue to build on top of what they did against the Chargers from a passing game standpoint, running game is a different issue. But from a passing game standpoint, I think you'll see a little bit more of what my guy Patrick Nosey Walker calls a dirty Dak. You know, scrambling around, moving around, making plays with his legs. And there were also some on-scheduled plays as well. It wasn't as clean, but again, there were some on-scheduled plays as well. So when you go inside the numbers, I truly do believe that these numbers do tell a story about not just your quarterback, but about the scheme from last year to this year and where the Cowboys have to find a happy medium. Right, We understand that the pendulum has swung way too far to the left. Way too far. Doesn't need to. Because you should be able to trust your quarterback. Your quarterback has shown, like I said, in three, we could argue, questionable coordinators. He was able to be productive within said system. People get on quarterbacks for being a system quarterback. I'm, I, I, I don't care about that. Can you play well within the system? Yeah. This guy can do that. Three different ones, by the way. You could argue the last two are drastically different. So if we can kind of bring that pendulum back towards the middle, it doesn't have to swing all the way right. I think you'll be able to build on top of that, and we'll see this passing game open up a little bit more. Because you got the weapons. You got the weapons. You got the quarterback. There's no need to be scared. Because that's, how I, that's what I feel like McCarthy is. He's a little scared right now, overcorrecting because of interceptions from last year. The quarterback has played in six games and only threw a pick in two of them. I think it's fair to say, you know, he can take care of the ball, like his career suggested on his resume, but that's neither here nor there. So that's going inside the numbers, Cowboys Nation. Let me run over here and see what y'all talking about. Again, look, nobody got the answer right. I don't like that. Uh, I'll, I'll think about this as we get some calls, as we go forward here talking about these trades, and maybe I'll run back another question and see what we can do. Scared money don't make no money. Yeah. Jimmy said the three yards and cloud of dust ain't going to work. Tell coach to grow a pair. Are you talking about the run game? I just think we got to be better in how we run. The way we ran against. Now, now look, it was two different. Th- the way we threw against the Chargers or the concepts. I love that. Maybe love is a little short. I liked it. The way we ran against the Chargers, concept-wise, I hated it. Obviously, your offensive line wasn't the greatest in it either, but you you just you just weren't doing them any favors either. So I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I didn't like it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marcus, Hard- I almost said toxic, but this is Marcus Hardison. Yeah, he he got to do better with throwing away the ball. One hundred percent. Big Dallas, who you talking about, man? Oh, no. Are y'all fighting with Ty? I, I ain't see Ty this week. It must have been working or something. Oh, no. 
I thought we was losing every game after week four. Oh, no. Y'all ain't fighting with this guy again. Professor O, Dak's current pace is 3,700. I'm guessing that's touchdowns. 11 picks. Offense concept is garbage. Has no PCP. Yeah, yeah. The concepts absolutely need to get better. Oh, no. Yeah, the pace is not great, CT. Dro says, who's in the market for a Michael Gallup? Like, seriously, who? Uh, nobody. And I don't think they trade him. I don't think they'll trade him because it's probably going to cost them money to trade. I don't know. Somebody can tell me. They might, uh, you go look at the, the I didn't look at the uh, contract situation, but if you trade Michael Gallup, you probably, I'd imagine, have to eat some dead money. Uh, and, and look, like I said before, at some point, you're probably going to need him, whether it be because of an injury, whether it be because you, you, need, you need somebody to go up and get the rock in the red zone or something like that. So I'm not advocating for getting rid of the dude. I'm advocating for more opportunities for Jalen Tobert. That's what I'm advocating for. Um, again, I always ask this when people say, hey, let's just trade X, Y, Z. Would you trade for him? Right? Would you trade for Michael Gallup? The contract, you know, the, the, the way he looks right now, would you do it? A lot of people would. Let's get Charlie Murphy on the horn. What's good, brother? What's good, man? How are you doing, brother? Fantastic. It's Friday. We off this week. We can kick back, chill a little bit, and watch everybody else sweat. Hell yeah. I'm sick right now, so excuse me if I cough a little bit on the call. I just oh, wanted good. to get in and say what's up. Uh, so, with the trade deadline approaching, I... I don't think that we'll make any big moves or any splashes. To be honest with you, I feel like we did that in the off season, uh, or tried to do that with Gilmore and, and Cooks. But I know people are like, "Oh, let's get a, another wide receiver in here," you know, to re- to replace Gallup. But I think Tolbert can kind of alleviate some of that Gallup stuff if they start trying to incorporate him, incorporate him more. Mm-hmm. Uh, my concern is mostly: do you do you feel like? I feel like we haven't gotten the best safety play uh, out of that room that we thought we were going to get. And I think Marquise Bell has kind of been covering up some of the woes of J. Ron Curse lately. Uh, and so, obviously, now we lost Diggs. We got Bland going out to the outside and then Lewis in the slot. Do you think that maybe we need to trade for another not, like, not Stephon Gilmore level corner, but like I feel like we need to get another cornerback in this room. I feel like Vanderish will come back in and we'll be fine. Marquise Bell is gonna Evans help is out here with too the, in that linebacker room too. Bell's not playing safety. What? Bell's not playing safety, so we we can't count him no, as I, safety right now. No, I, I, yeah. So I'm he won't, him he won't he help like with that. the safety room though. Okay, okay, okay. Do you think that we need a better position that to address would be corner though? Because I feel like one injury to Gilmore or Bland, and it is not going to look very good. Well, that's that's something we'll bring up uh, from an NFL insider here in a second. Sure. I mean, the more the merrier. I mean, you, you could argue any position that if another guy goes down twice at that position, you're in trouble. Like, that's any position on any football team. Um, yeah. I I tend to believe you can you can win with this group. Like, 
I, I just truly do believe you can. But I'm never going to be again. I'm never going to be against adding more help if it's legitimate help. Like if it means I get the and, and Bland has been balling out there, so I don't know. But if it means I get to bump Bland back inside and he can be an elite slot cornerback, then then so be it. But yeah, I'm not opposed to it, not at all. And we're, like I said, we're going to listen to the insider who talked about that. Okay. Uh, and last question. I haven't been able. I've been watching him too much, but. Uh, what what are your thoughts on how Jordan Lewis has come back playing? Because I know he's out there getting significant playing time at this point with the Diggs injury. Is he playing well or no? I think he is. I, I think besides that, I don't know why he was running lazy on the on the boundary. I, I didn't. I'm not the boundary, but on that red zone play, I didn't like that. I don't know uh-huh. why he was running lazy. So I can't really defend that for you. But when you look at his tape compared to last year, he looks much much better. So I, I guess why I said okay. I, I personally have confidence in this group. Um, Obviously relies on its front, but for the most part, like most most secondaries do. But look, I'm not saying he's better than Deron Bland on the inside, but I do think Jordan Lewis is one of the better slot cornerbacks in the league. Okay, okay. Well, that's all I wanted to know, man. I love you and Bacha show. I, yesterday, you had me laughing when you said, "Hey, Michael Gallup, you gonna play better this year?" I hope so. <laughs> yeah, that was a couple days. <laughs> when you did that, that was hilarious. <laughs> But yeah, man, much love over get here. Me in trouble. Doing All right, man, appreciate you. <laughs> you don't you. get me. You just can't miss shows, apparently. Let's listen to George Schultz talk about that cornerback room. Perfect, perfect yeah, segue. I think Dallas is going to be aggressive because they're four and two. It's amazing what three and three and four and two how different they feel. And uh, four and two, it feels like okay, we we can go get someone. I I still think they need a little bit more secondary help. Um, we talked about Bland playing well. I think they would like to get another corner. Um, Buyers-wise, I think Dallas will be in the mix, certainly. If I, the first team that comes to mind is the Cowboys. Uh, probably Philadelphia, you know, they get aggressive. They just got Julio. Andrew, I know you like that. We'll, we'll, Love we'll it. see if he has anything left in the tank. But um, Philadelphia, Allie always gets aggressive. And, and then Sellers, I would say Denver and Minnesota probably stand out the most. Let me run that back one more time. One more time. My bad, y'all. Did that did that go through right? Yeah, I think Dallas is going to be aggressive because they're four and two. It's amazing what three and three and four and two how different they feel. And uh, four and two, it feels like okay, we we can go get someone. I I still think they need a little bit more secondary help. Um, we talked about Bland playing well. I think they would like to get another corner. Um, buyers wise, I think Dallas will be in the mix. Certainly, if I the first team that comes to mind is the Cowboys. Uh, probably Philadelphia. You know, they get aggressive. They just got Julio. Andrew, I know you like that move. We'll, Love we'll it. see if he has anything left in the tank. But um, Philadelphia, Allie always gets aggressive. And, and then Sellers, I would say Denver and Minnesota probably stand out the most. Shouts out to Jordan Schultz. Friend of the show. Tried to, I actually tried to see if he knew anything about the linebacker position too, but he didn't get back to me. Uh, so... Jordan Schultz is NFL insider, and he brought up exactly what Charlie was talking about here, potentially adding a cornerback. Again, I'm all for it. I understand that the biggest name everybody is is throwing out there is is Patrick Sertain, uh, PS2. I'd love it, but I'm not about to sit here and get my hopes up that that's going to happen. But I think we might be looking more along the lines of a this version of Hankins, right? A 2023 version of Jonathan Hankins trade where – might be a guy they trade for where you know the name, but you're like, oh, man, this ain't going to do nothing. But it might help you because there's some depth. Uh, he plays a position or or he plays a role that will help whatever your deficiencies are. The, 
the, the thing about corner is if you just trade for like a debt piece, another Noah Igbenogany, I don't really think that moves the needle. Um, so, you know, when, when I hear Schultz bring this up, and he had a couple videos too where he was like, cornerback, cornerback. In my, in my eyes, I'm like, who? So who, is it a slot? Is it a boundary guy? And then you bump Deron Bland back in. And then is that boundary guy going to be better than, is he better than Gilly or Bland on the boundary? Because we know Deron Bland can be better than Jordan Lewis in the slot. But is the guy replacing Deron Bland better than him on the boundary? So it it's interesting moving parts. And then can I get that player who might be looked at as a CB1, CB2 for fifth or sixth round pick? Or can I get him for a player? Because the Cowboys, you know, we got comp picks and things like that. But they've dealt their fifth and sixth round picks to go get a Jonathan Hankins last year, to go get a Brandon Cooks, Gilly Locks. Like these fifth and sixth rounders are kind of starting to dwindle away. Um, so do you have to jump up a little bit higher? Do you go fourth round pick? Do you go third round pick? I don't think they're giving away a second, but why not a player? Why not throw a player in there? Somebody that might be disgruntled. Yeah. Two four oh, what's goody? What's up, Sky? What it is with Charlie, man, Charlie G. We got Charlie Murphy and Charlie right, G. What's happening? Man, you haven't—he forgot who I am. Twitch man, come on, man. He, I know he done told you about me a million times. I, hey, if, it, look, if you called in before, I ain't saved your name, but I save it now, man. What's good, Charlie G? Unless you change your number. Yeah, yeah, I changed my number. Oh, there you go. Um, That's why. <laughs> What's up, man? Because remember, I was saying last year about how we was talking about the offense. Far as I thought that, uh, but he got traded now. Um, him and Dalton Schultz got traded to the Texans together. Nah, not I traded. He's going to have an okay year. Well, not Trey. I'm sorry, he got released. Yeah. So, but um, I just wanted to say because I called on the show with you and my man uh, Vouch. We was talking about um, basically I was saying how how the offense is like they keep comparing the offense to where it was. Uh, we were talking about like Jason Garrett, and I was just more or less saying like Dak is a good quarterback, man. People need to get a man a chance, and this is a new offense he's learning to you know learning to run. So we just got to give him a chance. Uh, Mike McCarthy just need to get creative with the play calling itself. I just sure. think the defense, I'm not going to say it took a step back, but what I will say, they're missing digs. And now I just feel like they're going to have to get more pressure because it's not, I think Gilmore may get get exposed. That's just my, my opinion. But if they keep getting pressure, he can get those interceptions. Yeah, That's this the this, way I, I look at this. Yeah, this team, leans, team on the, the, the leans on its front. I mean, it's it's – that was the case coming into the game or to the league, to the season. I'm sorry. That's that's going to be the case coming out of it, whether Diggs was here or not. But especially with Diggs not here. Um, that's the thing, though, with Gilly. Like, if the, if it's not a deep over route and it's, and it's not him having to deal with some speed guy from one boundary to the other, right. I feel perfectly fine with Gilly. Like, I, I, just, I just do. But he's not going to be able to run with dudes across the field if you're not going to get pressured. That's, right. You know, even if it's shallow, that's that's going to be tough for him, I think, because of you know he, that's just not his game anymore. So, I I, I feel and like I a lot of people this. feel out on him, but I, I'm not. I'm I'm not. I think you know I still think he's an asset on this defense. Um, and he's and, I, and I'm, I'm fine. I think with him. He's yeah, solid. yeah. I think what it is, he's solid. He, 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 yeah, I think what it he's is, he's not getting burnt like your man is though. <laughs> who that? Bland be getting burnt, man. It's just that he's been getting he's been getting lucky when it comes to certain 
um, aspects of the game, though. So it's like if if main man never threw the ball, like overthrew his man a couple times, Bland would have got exposed in that game, and we'd be having a different conversation. See, I think we more. we're so hyperbole as fans, man. Bland got hit with double move, but Bland ain't getting burnt. Exactly. Like he's not getting burnt. Bland got hit up with a double move. You know who else got hit up with a double move a bunch of times? Trayvon Diggs. Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, bro. Because he liked yeah. to jump the road. Yeah, so. We on the so, same page. So, look, man. I was man, the one it, to always call you Skywalker. It's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen. We, he definitely got to get in his Trey Diggs bag and say, okay, I can't let these dudes hit me with the double moves all the time. But let's not act like you say you know who getting burnt, Bland. Let's relax a little bit here, buddy. He's not out there getting burnt. But the he double moves hit him up. Okay, he got hit up with the double moves. Let's relax. So, so, so you don't think that? So you don't think that other teams that we're going to be facing down the line, not going to see that on tape and feel like, well, we can do that because Bland sometimes sure. Bland like to jump the route too to, to get interceptions. Nah, no, 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 no. Deron Bland, I think, is way more calculated in how he jumps his route for interceptions. In fact, if you look at how he gets his routes or his interceptions, it's more because he's sticky. It's more because he's sticky, where if you look at Diggs, especially that 11 interception year, he's just beating you with his mind, and then his physicalness takes over. Like, Diggs is one of the smartest cornerbacks in the entire National Football League. I don't think anybody ever talked about it enough. But Bland, I think Bland is just a sticky dude in coverage, and when you try to try him, and he's within a yard or two of the, of the receiver, I say good luck. Now, did he get hit up with the double moves? He got hit up with the double moves. The same thing you're saying is the same thing how teams were going to try to attack Trayvon Diggs. You want to take him off the field? Or you want you want to, you know, shun Trayvon Diggs? Nah, man. Well, Duran Bland got it, hit up with the, a double move. What the difference was, well, the difference was with, with Trayvon, a lot of cats were scared to throw his way. So he got away with that, too. Well, so that's a lie. On, if you look at when he was playing, they went on the other side of the field. That's a lie. That wasn't, until, that wasn't until last year, bro. Last year. That wasn't until last year yeah, they stopped that's what I'm throwing it. Last year. But in, in the year he had 11 interceptions, Trayvon Diggs was targeted, I think, top 10 in the league. They just kept throwing his way. I, I don't know why, but that's what they did. So, what I was saying in the chat was I don't know if he was looking, but what I was saying in the chat was like I was saying what you were saying, but why does the media try to spin it? And if you're going by the numbers that you're telling us and that we're looking at, why the media is trying to spin it as if Mike McCarthy don't trust that? Like, why is the media attacking this man as if he hasn't been in the league eight years? And to be honest with you, with his with his tenure of him playing, he is a top ten quarterback. Overall, top ten quarterback. That's numbers. Overall. What? Well, I... And you got people like Justin Herbert and this one and that one in front of this man. And, you know, we sometimes we may get frustrated with Dak not throwing the ball away, taking a sack or something like that. We got to know that Dak, when he does that, he's trying to make a play. You, you, we can't criticize a man for trying to make a play. I get it. That clock needs to go off where you need to throw the ball away. But I look at it as if, and this Mike McCarthy's offense, it's slowing him down, but he's trying to work through it. That's just my opinion. So what's your question? Because you asked you asked a question, then you start going. So so where, 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 where's your question? Why is the media my, my doing question what? Is, my my question is why is the media spinning it as if Mike McCarthy don't trust that if we're if we're if you're telling us the numbers because mm-hmm. they're they're good numbers they're not bad you know what I mean but why is the media spinning it as if Mike McCarthy don't trust that? That's is that what they're doing? I don't watch yeah. I don't watch the media. 
So I I, I don't know. But well, I do we, I do well, we, think we there all a, we all have a, you know. Sure. I do think there is something to him overcorrecting though. I, I think that's that's there. That's like that's just facts, bro. Like again, look at the air yards compared to last year to this year. I understand we in the West Coast, but God dang, like, you ain't got to nerf the damn offense that much. Uh, and, and I think they're overcorrecting because of they looked at 15 interceptions last year. Maybe not the context of them, even though he said we went in there and looked at them, but and said, you know what, we're just going to play to the tune of our defense. We're going to try to make sure we don't turn the ball over, and he's not turning the ball over. And we're going to just move, matriculate and move the ball down the field. Now, with that said, but you, Scott, you've got to be able to convert in the red zone. Yeah, go ahead. But, but Scott, I, I ain't trying to take too much of your time because you're my man. I, I love your show, and I, and I like what you do in the media. So we, we have, as, as, as people of, the, of watching this game, we all football lovers. Dak only had one year of throwing 15 interceptions. I remember there times where Dak didn't even throw five interceptions. If we make it simple, we're saying we can't take one year of him throwing fifteen interceptions. And be like, oh, he's a turnover machine. That's crazy. I know. That's basically what I was just saying. That's just my like, opinion. It, uh, <laughs> I think it's an opinion of many, but it, it, that's what I, that's what basically what I'm saying, right? Like it's an overcorrect overcorrection uh, to the interceptions, which is I think not a great thing. I don't think you need to overcorrect it. I'm not sure if you were here at the beginning of the show where I was talking about how you know you need to open it up a little bit more because when you did against the Chargers, you saw that he can make some plays for you um, as opposed to trying to keep everything underneath and nerf, nerf the offense a little bit. Well, Mike McCarthy needs to let this 1990 stuff go and get more of his players involved. Like, we, we, we look at how Gallup is smoking, close. but he's not right now. I get it. Put Tobert. Let Tobert do what he do. He's faster. He may stress the field. Put uh, him and Cookson together. You know what I mean? We got Lamb. I mean, it's things that he's not being creative. Like when, even like when we look at Kellen Moore of his offense. Now he throw the ball a hell yeah, of a we, whole lot. Yeah. I just think we need to stop running the ball. If it's not working, don't keep running it. Do your play actions. We don't even see Dak run a bootleg or anything that gets him with his feet running and moving so he can make certain throws on the run. But that's, we, that's it, man. I don't want. Oh, we can talk about this all day, but yeah, we talking in circles now. All right, man, appreciate you, Charlie G. Uh, yeah, we were doing way too many bootlegs at one point. I was sick of it. Yeah, I, I don't like cutting the field. I hate that cutting the field and half stuff. Now, if you want a red zone or something like that, maybe it's third and short, second and short, whatever. But we was doing way too many of those damn naked boots and a free runner. I hate that. If you're going to do the boot, do it like how Minnesota does it. I love it, man. It, they'll zone it's a fake zone stretch play Kirk pulls it but he's dropping deep he's he's not flattening out it's dropped deep and we're sending deep shots down the field uh we we're again we're, we're basic west coast offense when we do our naked boots it's it's a layered concept it's it's you know short intermediate and quote-unquote deep uh I, I would like for them to alter alter that a little bit in my opinion but it is what it is ct what's good man What's going on, my guy? What's up with you? You uh, you talking trades and stuff yet, or you ain't got to that too? That yeah, that that we we did. I brought up uh, Jordan Schultz, and that was going to lead into doing some trades. What you got on your mind? Who you think the Cowboys go after? Well, you know, I I spend most of my time on Madden, so I didn't see every trade in the book. So, what you think about going to get like Brian Burns or Daniel Hunter? Man, I love those dudes. 
Uh, I, I look, man, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna talk me out of that. The more rushers, the better, right? Especially when our pass rush is 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 our strength. Our pass rush is what is going to help this secondary out, and and we feed off of it. You see the record, seventeen to two, when we when we pressure the quarterback something like fifteen times or whatever right. it is. So. Uh, she, yeah. I mean, I do that. I mean, again, I don't. Again, I'm just saying yes because I don't know the numbers. I don't know the compensation. But say you can get these right. dudes, it ain't gonna cost you a whole lot, and and they're not on a big contract. I know Brian Burns is looking for a contract, so maybe he's just a one year rental mercenary type. Hell yeah, I'm for that. I wanted to get Daniel Hunter last year. I think it was so. Yeah. What do you think it'll cost? Like, you think it'll cost a player and a pick? I'm I'm not sure because I don't I don't know I haven't really researched those teams specifically but uh, savvy teams tend to get guys like this for not much and the Cowboys shown it can be a little bit savvy right by getting uh, Cooks and getting and getting Gilmore so I don't think it's going to cost you an arm and a leg to be honest but I just don't know what the the money side of it is because that that's another thing right Stephen Jones right. if it's going to cost a lot of money he ain't he ain't really for all that I feel so, like on the Hankers type they'll try to get somebody that. That'll be real good, but they're not really trying to pay unless they just yeah, overly show out for it. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. I feel like Hankins. Um, but I think Evans is going to be there for us low key. I think Rashawn Evans is going to be that. <laughs> I do too. I, I, I like, I like, up. I think Evans can potentially be, that's a good point, a Hankins esque type of acquisition, but it's not a trade, right? You just got him off the street. But I don't know. Maybe I'm right. just overly optimistic, but I think Evans can kind of stabilize the middle of that defense. All right, one more. Saquon. Would you go get Saquon? No. Uh, I'm not going – I can't fake the funk with y'all. I have no problem with the backfield. I have a problem with how they're using it and the blocking. Okay. That's all I have, man. My Appreciate God. it, bro. Appreciate you, brother. I'm going to go ahead and read some of these, but – and look, that's not said lightly because I like Saquon. Look, I like uh, Derrick Henry. A lot of people are like, go get Derrick Henry, right? But we're going to get Derrick Henry and run him out of shotgun up the A-gaps with piss-poor blocking, no pre-snap motion. What are we really doing with Derrick Henry? Yeah. So I don't – I don't. I like – I like, obviously, TP, but I, I like uh, our running back stable. I do. I feel like Dowdle can, can be a good complimentary piece. Just got to use him. I feel like – Hunter Lipke, hey, get him two, three carries a game on those short yardages, goal line, fake it, hit him on it. Uh, you know, at some point, they'll have to get Deuce involved on the edges. These dudes just refuse to put him out there and let him do this thing on the, on, on the edges. They want him to go out there and pass block. And, and, and when you're blowing the team out 38-3, to three, run his ass when they know you're running. So I like the stable. I just don't like how they're using the stable, and I don't like how they blocked in the last game with the stable. Um but hey, look, man, you go get a Derrick Henry, you'll get a Saquon Barkley. Those are some good players, man. So I ain't gonna sit here and complain about it, but but I wouldn't be actively trying to trade for a running back. I'm more so why uh more so linebacker, corner, you know, situation like that. I know some people want tight end and and our again, Jake Ferguson. I have no issues with Jake. I know how I feel about Jake. But everybody else, I think the other tight ends got like one reception. That's that's madness. You know what I mean? That can't be. So maybe you go out and get a veteran tight end. That could be out there, possibly. Let me go ahead and read some of these. I'm not going to read them all. There's like 40 different ones. I'll let y'all see some of them. 
Yeah, here we go. Somebody said, oh, no, we don't want that music. Come on, chill. Here we go. Herb Schuler said, I give up two first rounders for Pat Sertan. Cowboys hopefully will be drafting late 20s for the next couple years. Anyway, ideally, they draft 32nd. I said I'd entertain it, right? I said I'd entertain all y'all, all the big names. Man, I, are you kidding me? You pass it. What? Yes. Now, two first rounders is a hefty, hefty price, but we've seen teams do this before, and it's paid off. The Rams went out and traded for uh, Jalen Ramsey. Gave up a couple first-round picks, if I'm not mistaken, and then look what happened. Helped him get there. And this, and he's on their rookie contract. We're talking about you ain't got to pay him maybe to next year, right? Yeah, they could pay him after this year, I think, though. Hmm. Pat Sertan, Trayvon Diggs, Deron Bland. Yeah, that'd be nice. Captain T said, or Captain Caboose said, Devontae Adams, Derrick Henry, or a stud cornerback. Devontae Adams would be nice, but what's going to cost you there? That's a lot of money, too. I said, I'd entertain it, but I don't think it's real. A linebacker that can cover is an interesting one right there. Let me tell you why that's interesting, because that's one place where Marquise Bell is not quite adapt at yet, right? Just started playing linebacker two months ago. I don't think Marquise Bell is comfortable in zone just yet. Um, I did. He did. He can run with you in man. There's a play. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember. Uh, I believe it was Keenan Allen went in motion. Marquise Bell had to pick him up. By the way, I'll give kudos to Kellen. Kellen got some matchups. You know, he got Keenan Allen on guys that you can take advantage of. And he tried to run one of those motions, ass snap motions, and just hit him on basically kind of a wheel route per se, right, uh, up the seam. And Marquise Bell ran with him. Now, Keenan Allen ain't fast, and Bell can run a 4-4, but more so zone is where I've seen him kind of not comfortable yet. And it makes sense, right? He just start playing linebacker. Another cornerback, another slot receiver to take pressure off CD and O-line. I'm not opposed to the slots receiver situation. However, again, I do think that Jalen Tober, I'm not saying he can be a slot, but uh, said Wilson was one of the names we brought up earlier when it came to Tobert and Simi Fayoko. Like, who can be the next said Wilson between the two? I think there's a little SETI in Jalen Tobert's game. For sure. General manager. That's funny. Cowboys should trade for Derrick Henry or Devontae Adams, Jerry Judy, or a slot corner. Linebacker, O-line, corner, or D-tackle? O-line is interesting. I, I'm seeing a lot of O-line. Uh, let me talk to y'all real quick. Like, who who actively right now that is active in the chat or uh, for trading for an offensive lineman? And then, if so, like, like, why? And where would that person play? Because if it's one thing that I come out of the first six weeks feeling better about than I did coming into the season was the was the depth of these young guys, right? Shouts out to Chuma. Chuma definitely told me, showed me that, okay, if he has to go in there for a game or two, I feel okay. Uh, We'd be all right. We'll be fine. We'll be able to, to get through this thing. If Chuma got to play a whole season, maybe that's a different story. But a couple games, I'm cool. I'm cool on TJ Bass, Right? Um, I'm cool on Austin Richards. Hell, Brock Hoffman was not 
bad, you know, as a center when he filled in for time. I'm not saying that I want Brock Hoffman out there all the time, but they gave me a little confidence. So if we're going to trade for an offensive lineman, I'd assume, I mean, I'm just assuming, they say don't assume, make ass out of you and me. I'm assuming we're talking about a starter. Are we talking about getting rid of your left tackle? Are we talking about center? What are we talking here? You know, so I'm just curious. So if it's O-line, are we talking starting offensive line or are we talking depth? Brother L said our backups are solid. That is true, T-Roy, and it's only two games, right? He said, our O-line, cool, they just played two games, two, three games, but two games with each other, remember that, sure. Backup vet center, the guru, that's something I can I can get behind a little bit, like a backup center, although I think, bro, play well, but I, I can get behind a little bit. <laughs> Florida Cowboys said, Tyler not as good at guard. Ain't that funny how this work out, bro? That is so funny how the how, how, how league work, how fans work. Tyler was an absolute, the best guard in football before Tyron Smith got back. I mean, he was. It's just facts. He was absolutely a terror. He was playing like an all-pro for two games straight. And then he goes up against that unit over there in San Fran and wasn't the greatest, but I thought he was better uh, than he was in his past game for the most part. And then in his past game, also another shaky performance. But if it's one player I ain't worried about at the guard position, it's Tyler, Tyler Smith. Uh, he'll be fine. I think right now the issue is, and if you go back and you watch uh, the sounds of the sideline, him and Tyron Smith are on the same page. Tyron Smith looked over and said, hey, you know, ne- next time I set this way, you set that way. That's just them having to work in, in concert where, for whatever reason, him and Chuma were a little bit more in sync, and it, I think it showed out there. So I have no worries about Tyler Smith at left guard at all. Ty says left tackle. So we we try and get rid of Tyron. I think that I think you can maybe argue, do we need a more permanent swing tackle? Because if Tyron goes down again, which he already went down, but if he goes down again, are we rolling with Chuma for say ten games or something like that? Are we rolling with Chuma say through the playoffs, or are they going to kick out Tyler Smith out there? Now I'm with this Mark Smith, one hundred percent with this. He says I say a veteran tight end. Now, the latter part, I don't really, doesn't matter to me. He says, Ferguson's good, but needs a veteran like we had last year to learn from. I think Ferg is fine. Ferg should be getting spammed all the tight end situations. The reason why a veteran, now we say veteran, I don't just, I don't want to just bring in Jeremy Sprinkle. I mean an actual veteran tight end too that can be productive for you. Because right now, 12 personnel from a passing game standpoint is gone. There's nothing there. And the Cowboys for what the last two or three seasons were one of the most successful teams passing out of 12 personnel last year Schultz and Ferg year before uh Schultz and Jarwin year before that uh you know Jarwin and and whomever it was right whether it be McEwen Schultz well, mostly it was Schultz but you had a solid two tight end set where you can throw that thing to tight end too he might finish the year with 19 20 receptions but hell 10 of them are first downs Maybe you get a couple touchdowns out of it. You have, what, one reception for tight end two? Your 12 personnel package is a dead-ass giveaway that we running the ball. Or we're going to do max protect. There's no threat on the other side. Ferg a threat. Ain't no threat on the other side. So 
I actually would kind of like to get a tight end two up in here. Um, and, and I know we wanted to see uh, Schoolmaker get more opportunity. He got a more opportunity, but clearly there's no connection there with Dak or, and there's maybe no trust. He can block from time to time. That's fine, too. But, hey, we gave Schoon, what, like, how many games now? Three? I'm not seeing a bench to do. Obviously, still keep him on the team, and he plays. But I wouldn't mind a veteran coming in here to help out in that room and possibly from time to time take some of those schoolmaker snaps, and then maybe Schoon will say, ah, all right, that's how we can do it here. Next time he gets in, now we got a little bit more trust with him. So I like the, I like the veteran tight end aspect for sure. All right, Daryl from uh, Fort Worth, not Dallas. What's up? Hey, hey. Yo, yo. How you doing? I'm good, man. What's up? Uh, it's all good. You all right? Yes, sir. I'm doing fantastic. Okay. Appreciate the clicking me in here. Look, it's like everybody, I guess we reevaluate because we got the time off, but everybody's kind of complaining about, yeah kind of complaining about the offense i get it and uh looking for you know trades and all of this because it's that opportunity but mm-hmm. i look at this and say man we got what we need in terms of personnel that's really not our problem in my mind um you could add a little tweak here and there but really i think utilization of the players that we have is our biggest challenge good grief so um, you're you're not wrong mm-hmm. and now we got players right but i don't think you should ever be out on getting better you should never, ever be out on trying to improve your roster. That That's how a Rams run happens. That's how a Philadelphia Eagles run happens. That's how a Tampa Bay Buccaneers run happens. If you go look at those Super Bowl runs, they added impact players throughout the season. So you 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 can go into week, you know, six weeks in and say, yeah, hey, we got good players. But you should never be like, we got good players. We don't need to add more good players. I'm all about bringing in more good players. I just – you know, I just think the main thing is the main thing, and I and, I, and players is the main thing. But what we're doing with them, just like you said, you bring Derrick Henry in, and if you run running by the shotgun, what good does it do? Sure, and that's why <laughs> just like, I, I personally <laughs> don't give a damn about running back. First of all, I'm never trading for a running back unless I don't have a running back. I think you got running backs, but I'm saying in general. So there's other players you can grab elsewhere that will help your team. Like people brought up Brian Burns, people brought up other players. Like you, you never should be content. Uh, throughout the season, if it's possible to get better as a team, uh, no argument there. But I just my my I guess my focus is what I'm bringing is like we uh, we just like just so we got a new offensive line coach this year, right? Yeah, Mike Solari. Is he better than who we had? Because I don't feel like the offensive line is working better, is playing better. Well, I than had last no, year. I had no complaints up until. The 49er game. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a little bit more time because here's why. Okay. Let me, let's try. I'm trying not, I'm, not, I'm trying to get you guys and myself not to have recency bias here. If you, okay. and I know this is going to be hard to do. If we eliminate the last two weeks, which are the first two weeks of your current offensive line, we eliminate the last two weeks and we look at those first four games. Would you have complained about your offensive line coach? And let me ask some more context. Those first four games, no Tyler Smith, no Tyron Smith. One game had three backups in it. And in that game, you put up over 400 yards. In that game, your offensive line wasn't the reason you lost. Uh, Chumay Doga has developed into a guy you can trust. TJ Bass, we are excited about TJ Bass. 
Awesome Richards. We're excited about Awesome Richards, right? Like, we were like, hey, man, this offensive line might be something. But right. we get our all of our guys back for the very first time ever, the first two games. In the very first game, they go up against the best, one of the best front sevens in the world, Craig, and they don't do well. The second game, they look a little bit sloppy, right? It's not, hey, second game, there's still some things they got to get together. They don't do too well. And now we're questioning the offensive line coach because of recency bias. And I'm not saying it's not fair, but I'm just saying, if you were looking up the first four weeks, would you have that same energy for him out of curiosity? Just, I don't know. We didn't talk. No, I I would say that I wouldn't, I wouldn't think about it. I was probably giving him some kudos because the offensive right. line, considering the uh, players, played better than expect, expected. Right. But that's, so now on the flip side, you got theoretically better players but the offensive line not playing as well. Okay, right. San, Francisco, San Francisco is a strong team, but mano-a-mano on the line, are they that much better than we are? I'm just talking about theoretically. They just got their butt. Know. Some of them was getting their butt whooped, our linemen. I'm confused. You're talking and, about – wait, 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 wait. Are you talking about the 49ers defensive line? Yeah, no, you were saying – so I'm, oh, sir, I'm sir, flipping sir. – yeah, the 49ers defense um, line 100% mono mono can bang with us. Yeah, but are they better than us mono man on man? You you could argue that. I don't think that's like a, some like some crazy argument, I mean, bro. Arik Armstead, well, Nick thought, Bosa, Javon Hargrave, like bro, these are all pros. You know what I'm saying? Right. And in their, in their, in their that, prime. That, that, <laughs> in their and then you got so then, Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw. I mean, I don't even think that's a debate, but go ahead. But no, so you think they're dominant over us better? I think that, that's what they did. Yeah, I, I do think they're a dominant front. That was your first game with your offensive lineman. And look, your offensive lineman isn't dominant. Let's just get that out of the way. It, they aren't there yet. They're they're a good offensive line. They aren't the dominant offensive line of 2016. This ain't 2014 Tyron Smith and Zach Martin. That ain't that. This is still Terrence Steele off of the ACL, right? He's not what he was last year. He's still working through that, too. So let's just be honest. Good offensive line, but I don't think the offensive line is better than that Niners front seven, no. So so you don't – so you think it's, it's just they need time to jail and it has and it's not the situation of the coach, uh, and we just, it, we, they just need time to jail. Uh, I'm and, not ready to throw the coach out the you know off the cliff yet because they only played two games together and just prior to that I was giving the coach praise for what he was able to do with the offensive line so I'm not overreacting to the first two games I do believe if you watched the show yesterday we talked about the offensive line right now are five individuals because they've only played two games together they're not one just yet and and if it's one unit on a football team that needs to play as one it's the offensive line so. Yeah, I'm going to give it a few more games to see if these boys can get it together. And I just think they can because they're talented, they're experienced, um, a group. They just have to play a little, play more together. And I think they'll be fine. Now, if we're sitting here week 10, week 12, Daryl, and they look like they looked last week or the week before, then that's a whole different conversation. So to answer your question, TBD on the coach. Right. And I guess I'm saying I'm putting them on notice like we put Gallup on notice a couple of weeks ago, the coach on notice. That's a, I guess that's what I'm really saying about it. And um, do we are we still are we running zone outside zones? No. Did we get away from zone running? Yeah, we're not running outside year? zone. We're not doing. We're not doing outside zone. No. Okay. What is that about? 
that's just what they decide to do. Some teams are zone runners. Some some teams are power runners. Some teams are inside zone. Uh, Dallas is just not an outside zone squad. I I, I love zone. I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, they ran a, a decent concept like that with, um, I think it was Rico Dowdle. But that they're more power. They're they're trying to get bodies on bodies. They're doing a lot of like power pulls and things like that. But we're not a zone team. So we switched from being a zone run last year to a power. So we've changed our offensive line concept. I don't even know if we've necessarily been a predominantly zone team since Callahan left. There, you could argue the Cowboys have have not had a legitimate run scheme, a consistent run scheme, a run scheme identity since Bill Callahan left the Cowboys. I don't think that's out the question. <laughs> like to say that either. Yeah. I don't think that's crazy. Well. I'm gonna let you go, but I do miss the dude that was our offensive uh, uh, offensive line uh, coach who went to uh, to uh, New York to the to the, um, with uh, not before after Cal before Callahan, but you know our offensive line. Coach Are you talking about Columbo? No, no, that was another guy who was Mark Columbo. Like, he's like Callahan. That who went with what's his name? With Garrett. Mark, yeah, Mark, a, I, Mark Colombo went to – he went to New York with Garrett. Yeah, I thought it was another guy. He ended up being the head coach, too, for a minute. But it wasn't Shanahan. It was another offensive line coach. But anyway, when we were, you know, a few years ago, I just – but I, I just missed the line being like it was. I understand, you know, we getting long in two. You know, that was one of my things you know, back in the draft. But we'll get back to that coming up uh, so next my, year. I know he's anyway, talking about Sperano. Maybe it was somebody like that. Maybe that's who it was. It was between Shanahan. It was the Shanahan them around them two. We had good, like one after another were pretty good uh, offensive line coaches. And of course, Colombo I think was good too. Anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna let bro. you go, brother. I right, man, appreciate um, you. But I now I want to know what the hell he talking about. Talking about the catch up dude, he ain't, he not a he not a head coach. He went back to Cincinnati. He has to be talking about Colombo. He said after Callahan. After Callahan, I know we had Colombo. We had the catch up guy from Cincinnati. Uh, there was like one more. Then Philbin. Maybe he's talking about Philbin. Again, I would love to ask him how you felt about Philbin in the years past, too, because everybody was out on Philbin. What's good, Marcus? Hey, Scott, good morning, man. What's up? What's up, man? Happy Friday. Yes, indeed. <laughs> hey, man, I've been listening to everybody talk, man. I guess, you know, we just got we need stuff to talk about. I guess, first off, I've always felt uh, defensively the, the, the biggest area of weakness in these We've kind of seen that starting out at the, the second level, the linebacker level. Marquise Bell is playing out of his mind, but uh, we need to, if we're going to trade for anybody, then look for somebody realistically there that you can plug in. The Evans guy we find, we'll see him after the buy, and I think he's going to make a big improvement there. And, and that'll help out with your coverage, I think. So then you can get back and to doing a little bit more of what the defense does and has pressure in people because the ball will have to come out quicker. And you won't be teams won't be able to run as effectively against a better linebacker play. I think. I tell I don't you think what, man. Uh-huh. I just about to say, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I tell you what, I, 
I don't know how I feel about this here, but Austin Eckler, 1.9 yards per carry. Christian McCaffrey, 2.7. Zeke, 2.7. Hall, 2.3. Cook, 1.8. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stevenson, I think, averaged 2.1. Barkley had 4.3, but, again, he, he was kind of obsolete in that game. Cowboys run defense has been a strange lady this year, man. Aside from really one game, the Arizona Cardinals, you know, mm-hmm. it's been pretty decent. I, I'm a little bit I, – I was surprised when I saw these numbers. I ain't going to lie to you. Now, with that said, right, right. I'm all in the business of going to get me a badass middle linebacker. As much as I like Damone right. Clark, I mean, if I can go get me a badass middle linebacker, I'm getting a badass middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, Dan Quinn, to me, he, he's not a coverage type of guy in that he's going to do a lot of his own coverages and, and things like that. And that kind of brings me to something you were talking about earlier in the week about offenses in That's general it. around the league being down, scoring-wise. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 you know, Michael Lombardi has said that, you know, a lot of defenses are just starting to catch up now mm-hmm. to what offenses are doing because a lot of offenses are doing more or less the same thing. You know, we talk a lot about, you know, we're going to steal a play from this person over here, steal a play from that person over there. And, and to the extent that that's effective, again, it gets to be predictable from team to team if you look and do some of the same thing that somebody just saw somebody else do last week, you know. Uh, so I guess my one of my points is, as I think the whole line first of all, I think they just need some time together. They they've been overrated, you know, as a group for a couple of seasons. Now they've been living off reputation for a lot of that. But I think once they get healthier and they get some reps together, I think they'll be they'll be good enough. I just don't like us running a whole lot inside, man. We just we haven't been a good inside zone inside trap running team since Travis Frederick had this time. But we still seem to insist on doing that, you know. I think and they so, did it well when they use motion with it, right? Or, or, you know what I'm saying? Like they did it well yeah. when they're under center and they're not as static. Like you don't have to yeah, be yeah. some, you don't have to be some amazing all pro, all pro bowlers up front to be able to productively run. Do you have to have good players? Sure, but I, I keep saying it. You go look at some of these teams, not named the Philadelphia Eagles that can run well or run when, when the other teams know you're going to run, it's because they utilize pre-snap or at-snap action. Like, if you're just going to line up, we're not going to do no motion. We're just going to say, hey, we're bringing out three tight ends. <laughs> or, yeah, hey, we're going to run right down the middle. Or we're going to come out yeah. and shotgun, and we're going to try to get, mm-hmm. you know, a, a puller that, that pulls into the A-gap and is bumbling over his mm-hmm. feet, and they right. stack in the box with our with – our, right. Our back, who is not a power guy, yeah, that stuff's not going to work, mm-hmm. man. That stuff's not going to work. So they just got to be better, in my opinion, in how they do it. And if you ask me my confidence level on them switching it, I'm skeptical right now. But they did some things earlier in the season. I'd just like to see them get back to it. But they got to they gotta do more pre-snap motion uh, to get the run game going. Because if you look at Rico Dowdle's run, one of his best runs came mm-hmm. under the center, zone left, right, right. with Brandon Cooks mm-hmm. with the pre-snap, at-snap motion. Yeah, and, and, and that, again, to me, man, is, is identity as much as anything else. If, what are, are we a running team or are we a passing? We're talking about a West Coast team, and that's about the passing game. The passing game is supposed to accentuate the running game. Yeah. And, and, if, and if we're not stretching the field enough, we can't, particularly in this day and age, we're not threatening the deep middle of the field enough to where we're getting space open to where you can, you'll have advantages up front where you can run that inside stuff. Then, then, then what are we doing? 
that's my whole point. Figure out who you are, how you want to play offense as a team. If you're playing scared offensively because or whatever, you're scared your quarterback going to mess it up, but you shouldn't be, or, or whatever the case is, figure out how you want to do it. I prefer they run more under center myself, too. Yeah. And, and, they, and, they, and they test the outside more with their runs. They do more stretch runs, yeah. more you know, one-cut, things like that, man. Do that and yeah. use the running back you got. You know, stop trying to reinvent wheels. To me, again, it's like they don't understand what kind of team they got and what kind of players they got. I know it's Schottenheimer and McCarthy's first year, you know, having control of the offense or whatnot, but they've been here two, three years now. They know what these guys can do. So, to me, you know, maybe I'm putting a lot on them, but, but they should be a lot further along in my, in my view with, with, with schemes and how they want to do certain things. So, we'll, well, we'll see how it goes, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Indeed, man. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I was no, going. To, no, I was going to say mm-hmm. if I would have known that they were running and they were going to do an entirely different because that's what's happening. This is an entirely different scheme. Yeah, they, they got a lot exactly of different scheme. If if that's I would have thirty stuff with bullshit, mm-hmm. go ahead. <laughs> if I would have known that, I think my expectations uh-huh. leading into the bye would have been altered. I kind of teased it like, hey, uh-huh. maybe this might take you know a couple games or something like that for them to figure it out. But that was under the mm-hmm. assumption that. Only thirty percent of this offense was changing. That's not the case, man. Right, this is right. entirely different offense. So now that I know that, I'm like, it makes sense now that we are kind of like, hey, what what are we offensively, especially given all the blowouts? So I'm just hoping right, after right. the bye week we do figure that out and we do hit a groove. And I thought there was some things to build right. on from a pass game concept this past game, but we gotta we gotta get back to doing the run game things we were doing at the beginning of the season. Appreciate yeah, you, man. Exactly. It, it, yeah, appreciate you, man. Thanks a lot. Y'all have a good weekend, Cowboys Nation. Stay up. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at uh, with the with the offense. Look, again, I am not a fan of of how it it is currently. I am a bit. I'm big on. If you follow me over on Twitter or here for last, I'm big on pre snap, ask snap motion. Big on it. The Cowboys are quite literally at the bottom in both of those categories. Don't like it. Um, I know McCarthy. And Shoddy got some some quality concepts from a past game standpoint. I know it. I've seen it this year. I've seen it last game. So I, I have confidence that they'll tap into that, right? I just don't like how we shriveled up, though, when you play the Niners and everything is now shrunk or it's just go. Like, that that was the most lazy plan I've ever seen in my life. And to think you were going to be able to do it against them was goofy. We didn't have any easy buttons, right? Um, I know there's easy buttons in this offense because we've been clicking them from time to time and they've been working. Cowboys are a pretty damn good screen team now, right? I know it's all there in that aspect. They got to reel me back in, though, on a run game. They got to reel me back in. I'm a little like, I don't know about that part. Toxic Tom with his bye week calling. What's up? Good morning, Sky. Sorry for the delay. I've been on the road for a long time, uh, so I've been able to call. I've been trying to tune in as much as I can. Appreciate uh, you, Happy man. to be able to call in today. Um, I hope with this bye week, I think this is one of the more crucial bye weeks that this team has had in a really long time because this could be the moment where you have a season-defining move that's going to set you off depends on how well, you, how long you're going to go into the regular, the rest of this season and into the postseason. And I really hope Jerry looks into the mirror and realizes he's starting to look like the dude from Indiana Jones and the Temple of our, uh, the Last Crusade when he picks up the wrong cup and he just starts to see, oh, shit, like I am not young 
I really need to do something because for a guy that talks about the 90s a bunch, he sure as hell forgets how he actually won those Super Bowls. It is time for the Cowboys to be aggressive and stop pussyfooting around and push those damn chips in. And I've seen people bring up like the Roquan Smith deal, and I 100% agree there are times you need to be aggressive and go out and get dudes and stop hoarding all these draft picks just for like day three picks are getting traded away. First off, you always blow the second round pick anyway, so go get a guy that's going to get you. That's not going to get caught speeding with a gun and weed for the fifteenth time. <laughs> or in, tweet, in a car. Or tweeting after a victory, free me. Mm. Yeah, like it's just. I really hope that's one aspect, and there are a few guys, of course, that I would love to get, and I know it's not going to happen. I would give two first round picks for Patrick Sertan in a heartbeat probably going to be better than any prospect you're going to get when you're picking in the late 20s anyway for the next two years. Hey, fam. But I, why not? I, I, don't, I don't hoard picks. I, I'm a guy that loves to go get – if I can get me a guy like Pastor Tan, you definitely could talk me into giving up those two first. I know that that seems very, 100%. you know, stern. That seems like a lot. But that's an all-pro corner. That's arguably the best corner back in the game. You know what I mean? And I'm giving up two mm-hmm. first that you hope are in the late 20s anyway. She. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd say guys like I would target I would call the Bucks asking about Devin White as well. He's on the last year of his deal. He's already been there. He knows what it takes to go on a playoff run. He would be he's better than broke broke back neck over there, late Leighton Vanderash, who's basically fad from Blue Mountain State with handicap parking space spot. <sighs> I just I want dudes. Go get dudes. I don't care about next year's draft. I am trying to win. Right now, I would be okay with being bad next year if it means we get to have Super Bowl parades in everyone else's hometown because we won our sixth. I do not care. And I just – that's where I'm at. And other than personnel, I really hope somebody sits Mike McCarthy's 300-pound cottage cheese-ass down and says, you said you – let Sorry. this dude leave because you, you, you fired a dude because he didn't know what he was doing as an offensive coordinator, and you took over because you said you were a finished product. And now it's we need to be patient. I'm still no, 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 no. You can't talk out of both sides of your mouth now. And I'm very fearful that they are not going to give play calling to Shoddy because Mike McCarthy told the Joneses. He was their dude. That yeah. is my greatest fear right if now. If I had to guess, I don't think he is I, either. Nope. And it baffles me a little bit, but I get it because there's always politics wherever you go in any organization. But when you look at uh, Shoddy's running schemes and stuff when he was in Seattle, Seattle ran like, what, 1,500 backs at the same time? Guys that – Costco workers. They worked Costco workers back there. And they made them look like Thomas Rawls don't and dis- Julius Don't Jones, disrespect Chris there. Carson, just, no. Don't do that now. Absolutely. Chris Carson, like, and just beast. made it work. And they, they dribbled with the purpose with that run scheme. And I just look at the Cowboys. It's like, are you not listening to Shoddy, who's been more recent in calling these things? Or are you just, you know, nodding your head and saying, oh, we'll get to it, we'll get to it? Or are you really just, oh, God, I hate saying this, saving plays as the season progresses. So Yeah, I don't know, Toxic, just, because the beginning of the season, we were under center the first or second most in the league. We were shot, uh, we were play action pass, top five in the league. 
Now, we haven't been as yeah. productive this year, in it, but we were doing that. And then I, I just don't know what the hell changed over the last two weeks that, nope. that, that they switched it up. So I, that's why these last two weeks to me are just a little baffling in, in the PCP part of it, the play calling purpose part of yep. it. Because I don't want to keep, I don't want to get to week 10 and be like, man, those things we were doing the first four weeks, get back to doing it. I shouldn't have to say that. It, I'm just yep. nobody. I'm just on YouTube. But I, I'm not blind. I can watch that. Hey, when you get under center and you do play action dropback, or when you do get under center and you run yep. some zone or you get some post snap, pre snap stuff going on, this these things, when you get under center, you run a, a screen or just a screen in general, or we're, we're getting rub routes going, right? Well, like these things aren't. Yep. Hard. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking you to go out there and be Shanahan, but I am asking you to go out there and, and have a purpose that you told me that you would have. That's all. Sky, if you are able to see it as plain as day, you don't think every other 30 or 31 other teams with guys like, you know, Logic over there in Miami and Kyle Shanahan, who like offensive gurus, Andy Reid, they, they can see that too. Like they already know, like, oh, they're running this. Wow, let me look at my calendar. It's not 1995. Oh, this will be easy to stop. It's just I don't get it. I, I I don't understand why there is just when it comes to coaching. Well, I think I know why, but why our coaching staff just seems to just stop doing what works and instead just revert back to this stale, plain, copy and paste offense, and it, it just doesn't make any sense. This yeah, this might this might make you happy. Yeah. It's probably coming from the top. <laughs> I I think he does it because it's easy on his eyes. I think that's why he does it. Because he likes to be like in you know, his press box. Goes, yeah, okay, that, that that's a damn good point. He must be like, I don't like trying to follow all these guys moving around before the snap and all this <laughs> all this stuff after the snap. No, I need linear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike, when you move those guys around, I, I get real confused before the play <laughs> even starts. And I'm trying to show the... the Chris Christie, how I designed this play. Can you please not do that? Like, I just, I, it sounds so kooky, but it's like, it's probably a little bit of truth. I, I think there is a little <laughs> bit of truth to, to them up top saying they don't like it. You know, I do, but, but yep. just look, I'm going to keep the same energy, right? That's, that's, that's the buzzword of the week. Keep the same energy. Yep. I'm going to keep the same energy I had for Kellen when I said, I don't give a damn. What Jerry is saying up there, grow a pair and I do agree. what works for you. Do what works best for this team. And if 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 you if they don't like it and you're winning, then dare them to fire you. I dare you to I fire agree. me when I'm sitting out here with a productive offense and we're winning in the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. If it doesn't work out, you do what you do and it doesn't work out. Guess what, Toxic? They're going to fire your ass anyway. So you might as well go out the way you want to go out. So I'm going to keep the same energy I have agree. for Kellen, for McCarthy. Grow a pair. If that is the case, right, we're putting our conspiracy hat on. If that is the case, that is coming from the top, tell them. I'm not going to say this out loud, but just tell them to go do something else with themselves. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, shut the clock up. That's what shut I would cl- say. <laughs> shut the Sponsored clock up. Sponsored by Happy Bees. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the yo. last thing I will say is... Hey, Michael Gallup, and hey, Costco is hiring, man. Zeke's already on the forklift. Neville Gallimore, hey, Costco's in Canada, so you can go transfer up there if you need to. Let the real guys get in there because I'm tired of losing. Talk to you all later. What? what wait, wait, one more thing I thought. Oh, wow. No Ryan Nall today. Toxic wasn't playing. 
Thought we was going to get it right. No. Yeah, I'm going to keep the same energy. That's the buzzword. Uh, that's that's interesting, too. The group said, if Kellen was was still here, no turpin on offense. Probably. Well, look, look, wait, wait, wait. not advocating for Kellen. No, 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 no. I don't want him either. <laughs> I don't want him either. And here, here's the thing. And again, we in overtime kind of reiterating what I said before. There are aspects of what McCarthy is doing that actually makes sense to close out games, to to protect the ball. I don't I don't mind that. I don't I don't I'm all for the principles of this offense. I'm all for the principles of what he you know, the base of what he wants to do. I'm just saying modernize this thing a little bit. Right. Like, like modernize this a little bit. And, and I think we'd be good to go, but don't encourage you. But I'm going to be fair, man. I'm going to keep the same energy for Kellen. I was telling Kellen, bro, I don't, give, I don't care if they're telling you not to do the pre-snap, at-snap, and, and, and do all of the things that are getting guys open and to be stale or not. I don't care if they tell you, don't do it. And say, fire me. If, you so, if you're confident in yourself that you can get a job, then you shouldn't definitely kill him. He shouldn't be worried. Big Mike is a different story. Big Mike probably like, hey, if this is true. Big Mike is probably like, hey, I got to keep this job. But I don't want to feed too much into that. Mike, Mike, Mike's won the Super Bowl. Mike's been in, in this NFL for a long time. I'd like to think he he knows how this league works. Just think he's being a bit stubborn. All right, man, we're going to get a couple more up in here. Jay Jack, what's good, bro? What's good, my boy? What's up with you? Hey, man, chilling. Hey, uh, I just want to say I agree with you about the, the offense. Like, bro, I just don't understand why we would go from what had us as the number one offense to something completely different. That doesn't make any sense to nah. at all. You didn't have to change the whole like, thing, bro. You you just had to change a little yeah, bit. Yeah, all you, all you got to do, all you had to do was keep running the same stuff, spice it up a little bit, don't be so predictable, and then tone it down, tell Dak, look, man, we up, you don't got to take them risks. That's it. Like, that's it, bro. You know what I mean? And then on the on – the, on the, the the same energy aspect that you was talking about, I just want to get the Michael Parsons comment. I really <laughs> think Michael is. I I really think he's the chosen one, bro, because he he has the talent. We seen it from the time he was fifteen years old. Like we seen yeah. it. So it's like he has the talent and he has a platform that probably the biggest platform to go in there and tell people to keep that same energy, like. Right. They, they always bring up, they always bring up our history, right? They always bring up the Cowboys' history, and they do it in a way where it's always a negative, in in our on our part, right? But when they bring up history, they don't bring up the fact that the last the last NFC team to lose the Super Bowl and go back to the Super Bowl was in the 1970s. But everybody's all on the Eagles there, like they don't bring that up at all. And teams that lose the Super Bowl don't go right back to the Super Bowl. Again, not, like, that doesn't happen. Not in this era. I mean, it, it hasn't happened in this era, like, right back to it, no. Like, that doesn't happen, bro. Like, the last Super Bowl, the last player to lose the Super Bowl and then win the Super Bowl with that same team was John Elway. Hey, that's facts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they, 
they don't they don't bring that up at all. So like, on, in this in this yeah. era where you got where you got the the gambling aspect, where they they doing all the uh the odds and the spreads and all that, they don't bring up that aspect when they talk about history or anything like that. But they'll bring up uh like for Dak Prescott, they'll say, oh, the last year and a half he's top your league interceptions. What about the last eight years? Like why 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 do y'all do it to a point where it's only gonna be detrimental for the Cowboys players? Like when the they bring up the last when they bring up the last thirty years, why not go back thirty five years? That changes the whole argument. Because of the star. That that that's not gonna get the ratings, drama sales, being provocative sales. That that's and that's and that's why I don't get on here and I, and harp about it, because I understand it. Uh, for the most part, I respect Michael for going out there and, and saying what he said, but that's just stuff we've been saying for how long now? <laughs> for like for like fifteen years, you know what I'm saying? And and all all, all that all they're going to do is use that for more content, more ratings, more clicks, and that's what they're doing. And then I put this tweet out yesterday. Michael got the networks and the internet streets in the chokehold, and I'm just over here talking about how CD Lamb got open for a route concept. So I, I'm different. I I I don't care about none of that. Right. But but the networks will, because that's what's going to be provocative. That is what's going to sell. Um, I salute Micah for for basically saying publicly what we've all been saying. We just didn't have the the big enough voice to say it. But nothing's going to change because Micah said it. If anything, it's just going to put a bigger spotlight on it. Exactly. And and like the, the funniest part to me is the fact that after he said that, it was like, Trying to get them to pull teeth to to admit that all right, Jalen Hurts did have a bad game. Jalen Hurts did cost his team the game. Like that was bad. Like it was like seeing analysts talk about that. It's like man, y'all. <laughs> why did it take for for him to to say this for y'all to actually come out and say this? And y'all still not giving that same energy. It's, I, I understand the American team thing. Go ahead if if it's back that. Don't put the Cowboys on national TV all the time. They never go happen. See what see 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 what them ratings do. Yeah. See what them them shares looking like. How do other NFL teams gonna be looking like? Man, we ain't we ain't getting as much money as we was because the Cowboys ain't on TV all the time. Yeah, man. AJ, I appreciate the call, bro. All right, bro. Be easy, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, Micah got these dudes out here going crazy on this internet streets and. And on the, on the networks and whatnot, for basically saying what we've been saying forever, right? And then they completely missed, completely missed what he was talking about. They further proved his point, and uh, he had old girl on on ESPN just in a blender. The bull Acho was re- did y'all see Acho? Ah, man, I thought he was ready to square Mike up. He couldn't contain himself in his seat. And once again, they, he just continued to prove them. But yeah, me personally, I and I'm not, look, everybody different. Everybody different. I've accepted what this is. I've accepted it. This, this, we're just viewed differently. It ain't going to change because we move the needle. If you follow wrestling, if you know who uh, Roman Reigns is, he had a little mantra at one point where it was called needle mover. He had a little merch and everything. He's a needle mover. We are needle movers. I've accepted that. So appreciate Micah for calling him out. 
I think it's hilarious how they're responding. But we've been I've been saying this for 15, 20 years, you know. What's good, CJ? What's up, Scott? How you living, man? I'm all right. Hey, man. I got I got a couple quick things. Um, the other day I looked at the um uh, like top receivers, top rushing touchdowns, and I didn't see any of us, any cowboy on it. And then it goes back to during the all season when Mike McCarthy was saying like, he's not trying to fill up the stat sheet, but we're four and two. Mm-hmm. We're four and two now. So all this hate about the Cowboys, they not going to make it, and all those rural. Did the records right there? Our defense is showing up, and it, Mike McCarthy said it last year. He said defense wins games, but your quarterback wins the Super Bowl. That's one thing that goes unnoticed a lot. A lot. And um what is what do you say? What is? What goes unnoticed? About our defense is actually winning these games for us. Unnoticed by who? I, I think our defense is winning these games for us, guy. No, no, no. You said it's going unnoticed, and I'm like I'm like by who? Who 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 is not noticing this? Because I think it's fairly nice. Uh, the four letter networks. I mean, like I said, uh, you look at our stat sheet. I mean, not the stat sheet, but top receivers, top, top receiver touchdowns. And the only thing that we're really showing up in is pass breakups, um, turnovers, pressures, sacks. I think we're doing a good job with that department. If we can get our offense clicking a little bit better, Mm-hmm. I think we will have the complete team. I'm not saying it's one-sided yet, but I don't think it's complete yet. And we still have not had a good game, both sides of the ball. Do you agree with that? No, I think we had a good game, but we haven't shown consistency on both sides of the ball in every game. It hasn't been as consistent. I think the Jets game was an extremely complete game there. I think your offense, you know, did really well in that game. And then your defense, obviously, was your defense. But I, we ain't have a perfect game if that's what you're looking for. But that's the only game there, the Jets. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it. The, the, the Patriots is a tough one. Offense moved the ball again. They didn't really score in the red zone, though. So, But, yeah, but but nonetheless, yeah, the offense, if the offense, you know, finds its way, yeah, it's going to help the defense out. And you'll have a, a, a complete team for sure, no doubt about it. And one more thing, um, how do you feel about Rico Dattle doing more rundowns than Tony Pollard and start spreading Tony Pollard out more? How do you feel about that? I'm going to say the same thing I've been saying when it comes to this run game. We are not using Rico Dattle enough. They're not treating him like a a one-two punch or a complimentary piece. They're just treating him like a reserve guy, and I think it's wrong. Uh, and I think the way we're using Tony Pollard is wrong. We're, we're, we're not using Tony Pollard to his strengths. They're ju- he's just now your new, you know, lead back. And I don't mind if you're a lead back if you're going to use him to his strengths, but they're not. 
So I think they need to use T or uh, Rico more. The first three weeks of the season, he had 21 touches and a touchdown. The last three weeks of the yeah. season, he's got like 10 or something. Like, you know, that that just that can't happen. Like that that can't happen. Rico Dow is a good player. He's a tough player. I think he compliments Tony well. So use him as a complimentary piece. It's just that simple, and they won't do it. Why are they not running Tony Pollard to the outside? I I don't. It seems like everything <laughs> is in the middle, and it's yeah. blowing me, man. Yep, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, these last two weeks have been very strange in in, in in his utilization, and even really, you can go back a little bit more. But uh, hopefully, they correct that. Hopefully, they they realize we we got to be better in using these dudes. So we'll see. All right, that's all I got for you, my man. Guy, man. You take it easy. Have a good weekend, man. Yes, sir. You too, bro. All right, bro. I would, I would love like. Hit me hit up, me hit up two eye and Pat. Somebody got to ask that question. I have not heard that question. Like, that's the question I really want to know. Like, the usage of TP from a from a carry standpoint, aside from two games, has, has been right about where you've been using them before. The how and how you're using them is completely different. Don't like it. And, and why the shift? I don't know who I was talking to, but why the shift over the last couple of seasons where you use multiple backs to now where you're treating your backup back who can actually run the rock as just some throwaway reserve guy. Like, why the shift in that? Right? When we had TP, we was like, hey, we need to get TP involved more. And they got TP involved more. And look what happened, man. You know what I'm saying? You ended up having a productive backfield. I would love for somebody to ask that question. And I saw somebody in the chat earlier say, Sky, go look at, you know, McCarthy's press conference. He talked about why I don't know pre-snap motion because of the pre-snap the pre, uh Pre-snap penalties, baloney. We talked about that a couple days ago. That is one of the worst and, and most terrible excuses to not use pre-snap motion. It's terrible. And it's BS. Because you were one of the worst pre-snap, ass-snap motion teams before a bunch of the pre-snap penalties. So if, if you're going to use the excuse that, you know, we're having pre-snap penalties, so we're just going to stay stagnant, you are deliberately going to make your offense worse because of, uh, say, two to three plays, and that three plays is, 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 is uh, you don't want it to be three, but say two to three plays a game of pre-snap penalties. I call horse on that. I'd rather you just flat out come out and say, hey, man, I just ain't going to believe in it. I don't like to do it. Sue me. Don't use no pre-snap penalties because guess what? I'll live with five yards if my pre-snap motion is going to spring open a guy 15, 20 yards downfield. I'd do it. And I'm not saying that you're going to get a pre-snap penalty every possession, but I'm not letting two or three plays, and that might be generous saying three, a couple plays out of the, out of 68 influence me from, from my, what you would hope would be the basis of your offense. I hate that answer. If that is, you know, I hate that excuse. It's 2023. You dead last in the league and running pre-snap motion. If you're going to be dead ass last in the league and running pre-snap motion, then you better be exceptional in your concepts after the fact. This is not 1994, but these athletes are fast and they're smart. If you don't do something to get them off of their keys before the snap, you know what's going to happen. The San Francisco 49ers are going to happen. 
if you run up against that type of defense. And you're going to run up against some good defenses. <laughs> so I hated that. I hated that answer. It's a ridiculous answer, man. All right, 936, what's up? Yo. Yo, yo. Hey, yo, can you hear me, Sky? Yes, sir. Got you loud and clear. Okay. Hey, this your boy, uh, Jive, J-I-V-E. Hey, bro, I just want to... Jive, I got you. It's comical what I'm about to read, but it, I make, I'm going to try to make it all tie into each other. Okay. You, uh, have you ever seen that movie, Remember the Titans? Yes, sir. Okay. Just just check this out real quick. Okay. This is the part with uh, Gary Bertier. And then the other dude came up to get on the bus uh, when they were about to go to camp. Okay, so he, this is what Denzel said. He said, your parents, are they here? He said, yes, sir, this is my mother. He said, that's your mama? He said, yes. He said, okay, take a good look at her because once you get on that bus, you ain't got no mama no more. You got your brothers on this team and you got your daddy. He said, now you know who your daddy is, don't you? He said, Gary, if you want to play for this football team, you need to answer me when I ask you who your daddy is. So your daddy, Gary, and then he finally say it's you. Okay, so peace this. Mike McCarthy and Shoddy, bro, that, that is Gary Bertier right there. The parent, that's the playbook. And Jerry Jones is Coach Boone because he don't give a fuck about none of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he not, bro, he's not letting it go. Bro. Coach he's Boone like, was hey, a mother, look, wasn't he? Look, yeah, well, I don't care about your playbook, man. Your parents, I'm that, look, I'm your daddy, man. Do what I tell you to do, bro. Like, they, I wish he would let it go, bro. And that just popped in my head because y'all had that conversation while ago. Like, oh, that, you know what? That remind me of Member of the Titans. Okay, another thing. Okay, I'm off that now. Okay, so, bro, I got so happy when I seen TP finally leak out of the backfield and just go line up on the freaking as a wideout, bro. Like, that made me so happy. I was like, bro, please do this more. And it was wide open. Like, just take your shots, bro. Take them while they there. Don't don't be sitting trying to hold Dak back or whatever you got going on. Just take your shots. Make it real simple. Double route. I mean, double moves on the routes. Try to draw contact. You might get one. Shit. Just just play your game, bro. I'm with you. I really had. I'm with you. That's all I really had. Good good stuff, Jai. Appreciate you, big brother, big guy. Yeah. That was good. That was good, Coach Boone. (laughs) Jerry's your daddy. Uh, what do we got to do, Toxic? What do we got to do, Brother L? We got to win. We got to overcome that. <clears throat> Call me crazy, man, but one of these times it'll happen. And when it does, I'm probably going to get locked up for a few days, but that's okay. I'll be back out here doing the morning show live with y'all. Nah, it was good. I, I was good, brother. For sure. I was good. I know toxic, but just to let the ball bounce our way one time, you know. It, it, it's lightning in a bottle. Get lucky. Like, I, I don't care how it happens. As a poker player, a, a lot of people always bring up luck. And one of the things that we often say is, man, I'd rather be lucky than good. <laughs> it's one year. One year. Oh, y'all lucky. Y'all got Josh Johnson and Daniel Jones in the playoffs to get to the Super Bowl. And I don't care. She. Ah, thank you, Princess. Thank you. 
right, let's finish these things up with uh, Twan and Carl from Wisconsin. What's good, Twan? Sky, what's good, baby? How you doing today? What's up with you? I'm good. Man, I, since we're talking about trade and what if and everything, and I hear everybody saying Patrick Sertan and the defense and a linebacker with White, I get all that. Now let's just go for the gusto. Let's go get Derrick Henry, or let's go get Devontae Adams. Let's go. Let's let's go get one of them. That's honestly how I feel. Let's put all the chips in the feel me in the middle of the table, and let's just go get somebody on offense. Because our deep to me, our defense is solid. Our deep, our, our defense is solid. I ain't worried about the defense. Let's let's go get another explosive. Uh, I mean. Look, those names just feel so far-fetched. That's why I don't get really tied up into it. Like, I don't have really much emotion into those names. I just don't feel like that's even remarkable, like, reasonable. You know what I'm saying? Um, But, hell, yeah, I I mean, of the two, if I'm going to get one of the two, to me, is is Devontae Adams. Like, I'm not bringing in a 30-year-old running back with, like, 3,000 carries on the downside of his career. When I say downside, I mean, he's still a good back, but – you you got the bat. You don't need a Derrick Henry to get to where you want to. You just don't need that. If you got him, am I going to complain about it? No, nah, he's a good player. But running backs, you don't need to go trade for no running back. But if I get Devontae Adams, the reason why Devontae Adams to me is is is, is better. Obviously, he's a better player. I think. Oh, he's the better. He has a better value at the position. Um, I do think he might be the better player now too. And he actually played under Coach McCarthy, right? He played in the system that he's running. And I, I don't. I think it'll not just help McCarthy, but it'll help Dak too. But Again, I said I'd entertain all the names. So if I'm going to entertain one of those names, to me, it'd be Devontae Adams. Uh, but I just, bro, I don't even think that's remotely possible. So, 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 what do you think Lamar is like remotely possible? Like a, like a hunt, like like a Hunter Renfro, that dude. I like Hunter Renfro. Like uh, he, he, I, I, I personally like Hunter Renfro, and what Hunter Renfro will allow you to do now is to move C.D. Lamb out. Now. I know. <laughs> I ain't mad at that. Yeah. Oh, oh. Ain't bad. You got, now you got mad loud. I couldn't finish my. Hello? Hello? You hear me? You loud as hell. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to let you go. Though. I'm going to talk about this Hunter Renfro thing, man. Appreciate you. Peace. I don't know what the heck happened there. But um, y- y- y'all know me from years past. Like I- I'd like to see C.D. Lamb on the outside a little bit more. I know he's been predominantly a, a slot guy. And I'm not saying you keep him on one or the other. But if you got a Hunter Renfro, he would allow you to put CD outside and, and and work down the field a little bit more, work the boundary a little bit more, and that might open up the middle of that field. I think what happens when you when you got a guy like CD Lamb, when your number one dude is, is CD Lamb and he's a slot guy, and you try to work basic ass route. When I say base, I mean seam. Let's just be real. Seam route, seam route, seam route. Anything deep for CD Lamb in this offense is mostly just going to the seam. And what that's going to do is that's going to clog the middle of the field. And if it's not deep seam, maybe it's a, it's a short over or it's a drag or it's an end. Again, the middle of the field is clogged. You're not really creating anything in the middle of the field uh, for anybody else because CD is, is maintaining the middle of the field, right? Whereas if I put CD on the outside and I got a Hunter Renfro, if we want to use him, might not even need that. I need a Hunter Renfro. Now I got this whole middle of the field because you know why? CD Lamb, Brandon Cooks. You have to allocate coverage to one of them. You just have to. And when you do that, 
now I got whomever it is in the slot to take advantage of that, whether that be uh, Ferguson, whether that be Renfro or Tolbert or whomever. When you have a Michael Gallup, I don't give a damn about Michael Gallup. Let's just be real. Michael Gallup would tell you they don't care about me. I think he even said that. Like, oh, yeah, I got got one-on-one coverages. He ain't doing well against them. So you got Michael Gallup on the outside. And we're about him. Let's go ahead and and shift our coverage to CeeDee Lamb. Well, where's CeeDee Lamb at? He in the slot? Cool. We could bracket him. We got a guy underneath. We got a guy over top. And we might have a safety that's keeping his eye over here as well. So now we got Brandon Cooks. But guess what? If they're on the same side, that safety can kind of play both especially if he's got help underneath, especially if you're playing a guy like Fred Warner, where Fred Warner knows where CeeDee Lamb is going and he knows where he's at. So I just think you do a disservice by not putting him on the outside a little bit more or motioning him to the outside at snap, boom, send him up the field, deep post, deep overs. Like if we're going to keep him in the slot and we're just going to be ah, quick hitch, quick in, quick slant, seam, that's easy. That's easy. You, you, you can make life difficult for him in that manner. But if you use him in a slot and we're, we got route combinations that maybe run off somebody or we got route combinations that create, you know, rubs or, 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 or whatever, and now I'm getting open because we're creating chaos, that's a little different. So I, I love a Devontae Adams or a Hunter Renfro because Devontae Adams would obviously take attention away from C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, whomever, and then Hunter Renfro will allow you to put Devontae, I'm sorry, put C.D. Lamb on the outside, and now Hunter can work that underneath, and now you got your new Cole Beasley, right? But probably none of them are really going to happen. What's good, Carl? Hey, what's up, Sky? What's up with you, Hey, man. man. Yeah, uh, everything is good, man. I'm uh, looking at hear y'all talk about these trades. And I like Hunter Riffo. I like Adams, too, but one of them, I, I, I like him. But I really, between a linebacker and a defensive tackle, like the guy over in uh, the Rams, what's his name? Aaron uh, Donald? Yeah. I said I if they could, dude, if they could find a way because I was hoping that they keep losing games. <laughs> but if they can find a oh, way, man. and I think the Cowboys going to do something, man. I, I, I just feel like they're going to do something that we both, not as all of us, not expected. Something to blow out. I believe this is going to happen. I don't know who it is, but I believe they're going to do something that's going to blow our minds. And, we, and Facebook and YouTube going to be off the chain. I just believe that, man. Because Jerry ain't getting no younger, man. If they it's tra- time for the Cowboys. Yeah. If they trade for Aaron Donald. Oh. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. listening. <laughs> I would lose my mind. <laughs> I would lose my mind. We, we coming straight on. You know, I haven't done breaking news live streams, but I'm jumping right on this thing. Me and Vach probably. Jumping right on here, we talk about, it. but but look, Carl, that ain't that ain't happening, bro. But but look, I would yeah, I would walk him some crazy trade. I would walk him some crazy. But let me just tell you this, because you brought up Aaron Donald, so it's hard to argue Aaron Donald. And I, I saw somebody else bring up defensive tackle. Hey, look, man, Osa Dikizuwa is a beast, bro. 
But yeah. I don't yeah. think you need to be in the market for a three tech. Just, just my opinion. Yeah. I think you need to play him more. That's all. Well, let me say this though. I don't know. Maybe I'm not seeing what I need to be seeing from the other one. Uh, what's the big guy? Hank? I, is he playing Hank? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like uh, Hank ain't. He hasn't. And maybe I'm not watching it like you probably watching. Mm-hmm. He just. Jeez. You know, he ain't the Hank that he was when he was with the Giants. Because he was just, that's when you, that's when he was just disturbed. I, I just, I think of I, I think of Donald with the Cowboys, man, and I think about that defense, and I'm going, wow. Man, that would be. And I wouldn't complain. I would just shut my mouth up. I wouldn't complain about nothing. If they can make a move like that, I don't know how many years he got left, but just imagine him being old, man. You know, and I, I, I wouldn't complain about nothing else. Just to have that guy there. You're not playing about that, yeah, yeah, man. Look, Aaron Donald. I, I ain't got nothing else to say. It's Aaron Donald. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> we, we'd all would love to have Aaron Donald. I'd love to have Tyreek Hill. Uh, I, I'd love to have Justin Jefferson. Uh, I'd love to have, uh, you know, Nick Bosa. Uh, I'd love to have T.J. Watt. I'd love to have Patrick yeah. Mahomes. <laughs> I'd love to have uh, George Kittle. Uh, I would keep going, you know. Let's go try to get all yeah. of them dudes. Yeah. What, and, well, uh, let me ask you this last thing. Hmm. Do you think that the – I'm just hearing so much that the Cowboys are going to make some moves. Yeah. Then what I've heard – in years that they are. Do you really think that they will make a few moves here? Yeah, Carl, I think they'll pick up the phones. Um, if, if, if anything, the yeah. off season has showed us that, that they they are for the Cowboys. This is kind of an all in year for them, right? We're going to go out and get Brandon cooks. We're going to get Stefan Gilmore. I, I think they'll pick up the phones. I think they'll be active in that. Um, I just don't think they're going to go over the top in, 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 resources right. like trying to give up first round picks and whatnot that would surprise me i'm not saying it's impossible yeah. right but i would be shocked if they traded away a first or second round pick um but i wouldn't be opposed yeah. to it if i can get me a a, a big time difference maker yeah and, and and with this cornerback that they talk about over in denver I, I, you know they just pay they just pay deeds you know and it'd be nice to have a guy like that but you know, I'm not giving up two firsts. I'm, I'm, I'm as much as how desperate I am of the Cowboys trying to make a good trade. I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, that that'll be hard. If it happened, it. <laughs> question, Carl. Go ahead. What, what, yeah. what, you, what you think you got to give up to get Aaron Donald? Out of curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, just because of his knowledge and this, I would probably put a first, maybe a okay. You know, I would say a second and a third. I, I, something like that. Gotcha. So you're not. So you're willing to give up a first, maybe a second and a third for AD, right? But you're not yeah, willing to give up two firsts. Always. You're not willing to give up two firsts for the younger guy. 
on a cheaper deal who's playing at an elite level as well. I think you change your mind once you start thinking about, oh, I'd give up this much for AD. I think I think you'd be okay giving up a little bit more for for Pat. I think so. Yeah. Unless and you just don't you, think he that good. Would you be upset about it? You, I've heard you would be upset if they did it. No. Nope. Not at all. Yeah, because okay. I, I Pat, Patrick Sertan is like that. Right? And if if I'm of the yeah. belief the Cowboys are going to be a nice squad for the next couple years, I will live with picking in the late 20s, hopefully 30s, for the next couple seasons to get Pat Sertan and, and Trayvon Diggs and Deron Bland for the next three years or so, whatever it's going to be. With Dan Quinn running his defense with that pass rush, right? Like, oh my goodness, you're talking about a ridiculous yeah. defense moving forward, man. I live with that 100%. You would not get me on here crying about no two damn first round picks. No, sir. Yeah, they they on right now talking about it. Like, this is this is like like the Cowboys could probably get this guy, man. They, you know, they talking about it now. <laughs> My man. You know? I, yeah, Carl. So, hey, look, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up, though, Carl. I appreciate you calling in, brother. All right. Thanks a lot, bro. Yes, sir. All right. Take it easy. Carl said, go get me AD. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I love AD. If he came here, for sure. I think we're more so looking at a uh, Jonathan Hankins type of move, though. Would love to be wrong. Would love to come back on here and say, breaking news. You know, Dallas Cowboys trade for this tier one player. You know, pull a, a Rams of 2021, right? When they went out and they traded for uh old boy Von Miller from from the from the Broncos. PS2 not cheap. He said uh he ready to get paid two years. Well, pay his ass, you know. Yep, I'd 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 trade for him and pay him. Mm-hmm. I trade for him and pay him. I am at that point. I've been there, but I am at that point. Load up and go get you a damn ring. Because here, here's why I'm okay with bringing it. And I'm not saying you got to make these trades every year, but if that's the trade you want to make and pay, fine. Here's why I'm not against it. You draft well. Right? Like, you draft well. Like that, that's a fact. Some people might think it's overrated or whatever, but you draft well. So if I got to pay my top guys, I pay them. And if I can bring in a mercenary or bring in a guy like that, I bring him in and pay him. And I just continue to play. You got Deron Bland in the fifth round. You know what I'm saying? So you continue to draft well around that. I'd be shocked, man. I'd be really shocked if a lot of y'all on here would be upset that we traded two first for, for PS2. Gavin said, Sky, Trey Lance in the third for PS2. Fair deal? Nah. But, but, I'd be curious, though. I'd be curious if Sean Payton would be interested in, in, in Trey Lance because Russell Wilson situation, right? It's a lot of money they got on Russ. But probably would cost you, I don't know how much Trey moves the needle, but all it takes is one person to like somebody, right? So if they like him a lot, Maybe Trey, and you're going to have to up that. Maybe you don't give away two first-round picks. Maybe it's one first and a couple other picks. But I don't think Trey in a third will get you anywhere close to, to uh, PS2.
How could we? We got to pay CD and Micah Sertan on a rookie deal. You could do it. You could do it, Silos. 100%. Move monies around, you know, get rid of play certain players. You know, you, you can do it. You know, you can absolutely do it. But don't get y'all hopes up. Don't don't think we about to come in here at the trade deadline and, and where my button at. And I'm hitting the button. Breaking news, the Dallas Cowboys have traded for Aaron Donald. Like, don't expect that. Expect. Breaking news, the Dallas Cowboys have traded for linebacker Josie Jewell. Right? Where you might be like, Josie Jewell. But then you really pay attention, like, oh, Josie Jewell, that, that, that actually might improve your squad right now. Um, it's not a sexy name. It's not this 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 all-pro amazing player, but this is a quality guy that fits the need on your squad right now, right? That's kind of what I'm expecting. I'm not expecting the big, big name. <laughs> Juicy Smooth, yeah. <laughs> I got to run that back. I take the Neil Hunter. I think the Neil Hunter is even more reasonable, I think, than uh, than some of the other names we've been seeing. I think Marcus Lattimore, Michael Jackson is getting paid. I think he's getting paid. I don't really see that one happening there. That's yes, the guru. That's another reason. You're absolutely right, bro. Like the cap is growing. I don't give a damn. I'm paying. You get me PS2 here, sir. Take your bag. Let's go. PS2 and Trey Diggs. Stop talking about that, man, because this is getting me. <laughs> I'm about to go play Madden and trade for him. Uh, what's up, Zach? Frankie Lavu is a cowboy. What I miss? Buckner from the Colts. We were talking about Buckner from the Colts in the offseason. I like Buckner. That'd be nice. Uh, I know he's getting it back too, though. Jalen Johnson, the cornerback, is at the Bears corner. The Bears corner, Jalen Johnson. We played him last year uh, when I did my research on it. It's a young kid, ain't he? But when we did our research on him, he was one of the guys uh, that we kind of featured. Their defense was trash, but uh, he was a guy to, to, to watch for. Chris Jones. Chris Jones is interesting. Chris Jones is probably more feasible than AD because he's already in a contract situation. He got like five extra million dollars. So, so he's still, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, right? He got like one year left on his deal. I might pick up the phone for that, but but I don't know if the Chiefs will. Because, the, the you know, the Chiefs are playing well. They're trying to win a Super Bowl. I, I don't think that's helping them win a Super Bowl. But if, if it was possible, yeah, man. Can you imagine Chris Jones next to, to Osa? And the thing about, the beautiful thing about Chris Jones is, He's also one of those versatile players that can go play defense in at times and get out there. Oh, man, that'd be great. That's how I feel, too, Zach. I just don't see why they would do that. They're, they're trying to win a Super Bowl. You don't get better getting rid of Chris Jones. Unless you trade Chris Jones for Aaron Donald. Or you really, you know, you're not as a wash now. Jalen Jones. Who's Jalen? Jalen Johnson. Marvin said Burns. Yeah, Burns is somebody brought Burns up. I'd be all for Burns, Frank Clark's, uh, who Daniel Hunters, right? Like, I look at it this way. Your your team relies on his pass rush. Your team, your defense at the very least, 
relies on getting after the quarterback. And if I can get more of those dudes, the more the merrier. And y'all know who I, I would put in that package. Sam Williams. Because I said this before. We're at the point in our locker room. We don't really want that kind of... Look, I'm not, I'm not trying to judge Sam too much. Maybe emotional, a little upset. He wants to play more, whatever. But it ain't like this would be the first thing that Sam has done that's kind of made you look at him sideways. You know what I mean? So I, I'd include Sam. Hey, we got a young guy for you. He ain't really doing nothing for us this year. We've already had to deal with some off-field issues. You can take him up off our hands. Get me a proven cat that's hungry to go win in the playoffs as much as we are. I'd do that. I almost had a segment today, uh, buy or sell, in the sense of, and, and you know what? Let me shut up. Let me shut up because content, right? And we need to save <laughs> we need content for next week. We'll do it next week. We'll do it next week. Um, We should have we picked up Calvin. Man, Chris, I said the same thing. When I saw Calvin really get traded for a fifth, I was like, what? A conditional fifth at that. I said, man, go get me that dude. Shaq Thompson from uh, Carolina. I like him. Like him. Montgomery Burns. Nah, Brian Burns. Garrett Boyles, the tackle from, from Denver. Is that? That's the tackle, right? Isn't that the tackle from Denver? Brother L? I, I just don't know where. Like, if we're trading for a starting lineman, they're going to be a backup here, right? Gallup a second or third for PS2. Gallup in a second and or third line to be more. I still don't think that's enough, Grayson. I still don't think that'd be enough. Is Dorn still contract disgruntled? Could he be on the trade block? I don't think he he's on the trade block. Granted, he might be one of your players that has some value uh, to do so. I'd imagine he wants to get paid. Like I'm out, I don't know if he's just grown. The season's starting. The season's going. He know he ain't getting no contract extension in the middle of the season, especially since, you know, they're going to look at the sack department, and he ain't showing up since the first week. So I, I doubt he's he's getting any extension this year. But he probably has some some trade value because he still is a solid player, I think. I think he's a solid player for you. J.C. Horn is hurt. He's not going to do nothing for you. Would I take Leonard? Shaq Leonard? That's his name now. Hell yeah. I don't think they trade him. Hell yeah, I take Shaquille Leonard. Mike Evans for Gallup in the seventh. CT, is that what they're going for on Madden? I I love Mike Evans here. Oh man, I love my because he's that six five, go up and get it. You want to talk about you know being physical and being able to catch those slants and those those fit you know contested balls. He's gonna do that more than Michael Gallup is. Uh, at this point in his career. Again, I don't know if they want to block. Like, the Bucs is really contending team in the in uh, NFC South. So, we also got to look at, is this team willing to, to get worse? That's why you kind of go look got to go look at teams like Denver, teams like uh, Carolina. These teams aren't really, they're not competing for nothing. But the Bucs, the Bucs are arguably the best team in the NFC South. I don't even know if it's arguable, but I don't think they're ready to give up on them. <laughs> yeah, Toxic said using MG13 as a piece to land an All Pro. Stop it. Yeah, that, yeah, I don't, I don't think any team is going to be looking at MG13 as a 
a, a piece that, oh, we're buttering up this offer here. Nah, nah. I like these names that I'm seeing in here for the most part more than I was seeing in the the community. The community was all the, the rage of the big names, but there were some quality names you guys were just throwing out here that, that I think are possibilities if they pick up the phone, if they're really trying to go through it. Adore Jackson. I'm not the biggest fan, but that could be me because we all we always just kill Dory Jackson. Who is this dude that just keeps spamming green hard? Are you okay, sir? Are you you alright? Are we challenged? You can keep copying and pasting. You know you can use other words. You can use big words. We don't have to use colors and things and, and emojis. We're adults here. Mm-hmm. We use our words to express ourselves. <laughs> What's happening? Philly fan? Ah, never mind. Makes sense. Sante Samuel Jr. I don't think they give him up, but he could be on my team. He could be on my team. We in overtime, so I'm just talking about some trade possibilities. I appreciate all 500 of y'all that's still locked in here, man. Y'all the best. Y'all the absolute best. Do me a favor. If you all could at the same time, hit that like button. That way we can get uh, YouTube out there. Let them know, oh, we got like 500 people that like this. Yeah, let's go ahead and circulate this thing. But I'll tell you this, and this and this is just this is now me just talking about content. I truly do believe it, it, it's 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 not about the algo. It's not about the algorithm. It's about if your content is good. I feel like if you put out good content, your content will grow. It's just how I feel, which is why I go through the spiel of, you know, hit the like button and things like that. But I truly do mean it when I say, if you don't like it, don't hit it, you know. But if you do enjoy it, that is one way to help us out for free. I'll say that and I'll leave it at that. Uh, later. Press that damn button. But not the button y'all think. It ain't no thing to do my thing. It's what I did the best. Yes, I cop that crib and bought two chains and then I hid the rest. And it's okay to do your thing, but just don't do I'm hyped for this, man. I'm hyped for this. I'm just happy that the round table, 8 p.m. Central, likely on Vach's channel, possibly Koye, Laws, you know, everybody chip. Um, we're we're doing this after a dub. You know what I mean? It it would have been it been rough. Two back to back getting whooped in, in San Fran and losing to the Kellen Moore. It'd been rough. But we're gonna have some good conversation. We always do. Uh, real conversation, some laughs. If you're new to the roundtable format, how we do it, you definitely want to tune in uh, later tonight. If you are not subbed to any of those gentlemen's channels, you, you definitely should. Um, if you can't find them, Voss Lombardi, Law Nation, which you should follow these uh, Foots to King, Okoye. Uh, we'll obviously put it on, on Twitter as well so you can find us there and, and, and click in and join the stream. But it's going to be a fantastic show as it always is. So make sure y'all run that thing back later on. And if you missed today's show, I thought I thought today's show, I knew it was going to be a little long because I kind of packed it in with some stuff. Y'all obviously aided in that calling into the show uh, and with the fantastic, you know, engagement in the chat. I thank y'all so much for that. Um, run this back. You know, I'll, I'll probably grab a, a part of this show and, and repost it because there's some good conversation going on. But you don't want to miss later. No, you missed that, man. Y'all only get how many, y'all? Two? Two a year? I get like two of these a year. 
So you don't want to miss that one tonight. All right. Uh, super chats. Almost forgot. I think there's a couple of them. Had it up for a reason. Let me see here. Actually, a couple of them snuck up in here. Shouts out to David G. Super chat. He said, or David J. He said, get Zach Ertz. I'd like Zach. Boy, Zach Ertz would be a nice addition, man. Now, nah, nah, Chris, I couldn't think of one, Chris. My bad. But I got y'all. I might run this back on Friday, Chris, for the for the or on Monday for the uh the quiz question. Because there was no winner. Yeah, no winner to guru. But Zach Ertz is a good one. I like Zach Ertz. And I'm not, not going to cost you a lot. One-year deal. Helps out that room. I like it. Uh, DB dropped 10. Super chat. He said, it's a long season. What Gallup, what Gallup hater is going to say if he balls out and ends up with six to 800 yards? Just, just work Tobert in the offense. Great show. <sighs> I hope I don't come off as a Gallup hater. I'm not a Gallup hater. Me personally. I'm not a Gallup hater. I just want to see more Tobert because I think I got four of six games of what Gallup is in this offense, and it's not a high-quality guy, right? Like, it's not a high-efficient guy. If he finishes with six to 800 yards, I don't think anybody should be 600 yards. He's on pace for that, I think. But if he finishes with 800 yards and five touchdowns, man, we all going to be happy, bro. We all going to be happy, DB. But don't fool yourself. You can't possibly be watching this and, and like, hey, we don't need to explore something else here. We absolutely do. I think they should not only just work Tobert in the offense, but they need to work Tobert in the offense at the expense of Gallup snaps. Because Gallup is not a guy that's out there right now that is threatening the defense in any way, in any way, shape, or form. I'm not a hater. We're just keeping it a bean about him at this current moment. That's all. And then Brother L. Super chat. Question. Why would a coach not want to do pre-snap motion? What's the downside? Legitimately trying to see if there's any sense to it. Brother L, I don't know how you watch the NFL this in this day and age and you see what, you know, a lot of these teams are doing and, and you come away from that saying, I don't want to copy that. The best offenses use it. And if you're not going to use it, then you need to have a an airtight scheme post-snap. It can't be basic. So, it's a good question, and, and again, I would love to, to get McCarthy's real answer, not because of no pre-snap motion stuff or pre-snap penalties. What's your real answer, sir? Why are we not running it? So, appreciate the Super Chats, man. Uh, will the roundtable be on Vach's channel? He's a QB of that, right? Yes, Vach is the, for the first, this is why I love the roundtable too, right? I can kick back and just chill. I'm not really the moderator. That is Vach. Vach does a fantastic job at doing it, so it'll be on Vach's channel for sure. I will. It's Friday. Make sure, as my god brother L would say, drink your water, take care of your mentors, take care of your chicken. Have a good time this weekend. Don't do anything crazy, man. I don't want to see one of y'all up on TikTok and, you know, getting filmed by these crazy people out here. Be safe, man. Love y'all to death. See y'all later tonight. We out of here. Peace.
Zach said, thoughts on Dolphins versus Philly. <laughs> Y'all know what my thoughts is, right? Mother <laughs> Philly. <laughs>